you're tuned to The Trail Show. Get on the trail! Long-time listener, first-time caller. Arriba, 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 tota! It's The Trail Show. Bam! Ah! Featuring Lawton Disco Grinter. Never slap a man who's chewing tobacco. Felicia P.O.D. Hermosillo. I'm against historical trash. Mike Dilo DiLorenzo. Embrace the brutality. Junaid Special 41 Daoud. And I can't help but think that, you know, Trail Show Bob. Daniel Out of Order Alvarez. What's up, Trail Show? And now broadcasting live from Boulder, Colorado, it's The Trail Show. Yeah. All right. Let's get it going. Uh, that didn't take oh, no. long. That did not take long. Yeah, I didn't think it would. Get ready. Get ready yeah. for the ride. Yeah. Oh, that's right, people. Coming to you live from the Bobby Walter Studio in Boulder, Colorado's historic beer district. This is The Trail Show. We are broadcasting live in Triple O's Grand Ballroom, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yeah. We got the Grand Ballroom today. It's the, uh, it's the special uh, slide whistle edition. It special? is. Special? Are you going to be playing it? Oh, hell no. <laughs> the Trail Show is a monthly mashup of all things trail and has been downloaded over three quarters of a million times in 150 plus countries across the globe. We are on air, on demand, and heard worldwide on the Apple Podcast app, Stitcher, Google Play, and at thetrailshow.com. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, he was taping a special across the hall. In studio this month to talk about his hike across Costa Rica, we have former Trail Show guest, and co-conspirator in the trail show episode known as the New Zealand Funeral. <laughs> the infamous trail show episode. Yeah. Mr. Richard Skittles Larson. Woo! <laughs> Skits! All right. Thanks for joining us. Hopefully this is a little less infamous. Maybe a little <laughs> more uplifting. <laughs> so I dug into the trail show vault, and apparently... That show was the February 2016 episode, number 45, which we actually recorded in December of 15. So it's been... It's been a few years. It's been like three and a half years. These are much Is better circumstances, too. Yes. Was that the last time I've seen I can you? actually sit down normally right now. I don't know, man. Because I never saw you the rest of that trail. I know. Have I seen you since then? No, I don't think so. It's the last time I've seen you. Yeah. Really? <laughs> was was the last trail show wow. three and a half years ago? <laughs> I yeah. think so. Okay. This episode of the Trail Show podcast is brought to you by Visit Spearfish. You definitely need to know about this outdoor oasis. Nestled in the Black Hills of South Dakota, the town of Spearfish has rugged trails, breathtaking waterfalls, and some of the best breweries in the region. Find your adventure. Request your copy of the Spearfish Adventure Guide at visitspearfish.com. And please post pictures of yourself in Spearfish and tag Visit Spearfish and the Chill Show. Yeah, make me jealous. Skittles, you've been. been there, haven't you? We were talking about this earlier. No? I said I've been nearby. Uh, I've okay. driven like through D-Lo. Spearfish on the highway, but yeah. I don't think I've spent any time like right there in the area. So It's beautiful there, though. It, it is pretty nice. Yeah. What are we covering tonight on the show, P.O.D.? Well, lots of stuff. We're going to talk about Costa Rica with Skittles. We're not going to talk about his trail diet. Um, <laughs> we got trail news. Um... We've got a conservation interview with the Washington Trails Association that'll tie in with our our guest here. And let's see, we've got some debauchery. We've got some trips. Wait, debauchery? Debauchery. Where's that on? I I missed that. Oh, I just added it. Oh. Last minute add. Was I supposed to debaucher the last month? So I'd have to. Yes, exactly. Uh, We've got an audio clip from Moon Kid, an Easter special. It says, and you know, a bunch of other stuff. We got lots and lots of beer. Uh, so yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good night. 
It's going to be action-packed. That's right. And Dilo's not here yet, so we'll see what happens when he shows up. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight we have trail news (laughs) with Special 41. Here it is. (laughs) <laughs> I, I i love my new intro yeah it's good um yeah okay so we've got uh, a few items um nothing super crazy this month uh i'll start off with what i think is kind of a a, a cool story um a guy goes by the trail name the mayor uh just finished the florida trail with his blind dog oh, so his uh shiba inu um, lost its sight like entirely about two months before he was to set off on the hike. And he usually is like, he's hiked with the dog in the past. Um, <coughs> and so, yeah, he went ahead and took the dog with and uh, and they did pretty well. Like he was pretty amazed at how well uh, the dog actually like adapted and would even take point on the trail sometimes. Um, However, he did have to carry uh, El Pucho um, about 800 miles, he estimated, at 21 pounds of, of dog on the pack. That's, that's, yeah, that's, that's uh, increases y- the... You're not ultralight anymore, buddy. But no. on the other hand, the dog is also good for, like, you know, cuddling and, and pillow. And they du- put out... Dual a, use. I guess it doesn't really uh, matter on the Florida trail, but dogs do put out a lot of BTUs. So that's nice. Yeah. But uh, maybe not on the Florida trail. Uh, let's see. Next up, we have something not so cute. Um, so there's this like fracking plan uh, that Trump's trying to do that targets about 100 million or I'm sorry, 1 million acres in California. And a lot of this is actually in areas that are, as you might expect, like spots you might not want. Um, this would essentially make it so that you could drill wells like right up next to Sequoia National Park. Uh, there's areas in the southern Sierra Nevada that um, are, would basically be like threatened by by some of this this fracking, so that yeah, sucks. probably not a good thing. You might want to like look into it and call your representatives and tell them like that you're not into fracking all over the place, man. Yeah, I mean, as as many of us know, there's so much public land that is not national park, not wilderness areas. That it's still spectacular stuff yes. that needs to be defended. So um, really get involved in these, these fights because they're important. And, you know, the thing is, is a lot of these lands, even if they're, they're not those, those iconic spots, you know, the national parks have these borders, but the, the, the ecosystem doesn't, under, doesn't, like, respect or understand that border. So damage that happens in, you know, adjacent areas, it, it impacts those areas already. So like Sequoia, it's actually got some of the worst air quality of any national park in the nation um, just because of air pollution in the region. Right. Right. So, so, I mean, there's a lot of impact that happens to our public lands that originates in not necessarily in in those areas where the impact happens, if that makes sense. I mean, like anybody who's ever seen a, a mylar balloon when they're out hiking, like... Right. Pretty good exactly. chance, you know, that didn't grow there, right? So I mean, like, <laughs> yeah. probably, probably bloomed from some uh, some birthday party somewhere. In any case, yeah, this is. Uh, I think fracking's pretty bad, personally. Um, as a geologist, I don't have like a ton of direct experience with it, but I'm just thinking, like, maybe it's not good to fracture a bunch of rock in the subsurface and mess with your groundwater. Okay. 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 
Um, happier Good. news. Um, I like this. New it's manic. I know. I know. The up whistle. There we oh go. Oh, man. Um, so uh, the Florida, I'm sorry, the Arizona Trail um, has, the record has been broken oh. at 15 days, three hours. <laughs> oh, sorry. I guess uh, I didn't have enough I coffee. Know. It was for you. It's for you. Yeah. Um, this is from, uh, it was broken by legend. He did it in, you know, 51 miles a day. Um, Ouch. P.O. Day's literally over here rolling her eyes. It's what? great. No, I was, there was something in my eye. I was trying to, uh-huh. there was some dirt from um, that wind today. In any case, c- congratulations. Good, good job on that. Um, yeah, 15 days, 13 hours, 10 minutes, and lots of snow and stuff, especially the last 30 miles, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Good. Uh, That's the Reader's Digest version. I like so, it. and then we've got another one. Oh gosh, I forgot to write down the name of the the listener who sent this in. Well, someone out was there it just feels the, special. Was it yourself. Death March Bob? <laughs> I don't know because it came from the email, and then I opened up the website. Oh, I don't know um, either. And but we're going to be talking about it. Death March Bob yeah, later we in are. the show. Well, Michigan's going to open a Dragon Trail. Uh, it's going to open in like 2022. They think they're going to define start Dragon Trail. Start doing it special. in 2019. So Dragon Trail, it's just a it's a trail that's going to be for hiking and biking that'll go around this dam formed lake in West Michigan. And if you look at the lake, um, like from above, it kind of looks like a dragon. Oh yeah, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> so the Dragon Trail. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. I, I, <laughs> I imagine I that what's going to end up happening with this thing is it's going to is that like little dragons are going to end up being just like left all over the place. Oh god! Like you you're know right. how people leave those kindness rocks in places? That's yeah. what they call them, like the little painted rocks or whatever. I feel like the dragon trail is inevitably going to just like people are going to hide little dragons up in trees and stuff like that. As they should. Ma- maybe they'll uh, they'll commission some art pieces with like large dragons that you can get up and like. Get in the saddle and, and take your photo riding a dragon <laughs> or something like that. I, d- I don't know. I like it. But uh, in any case, um, you know, more trails, trail. mixed use. Why not? It's 40, 47 miles, and it's a, it's a loop, so you could go out and do it in a couple of days. Yeah. I, I suppose if you did it on a bike, you could do it in a day. In the fall. Loop yeah. it up. Fall yeah. dragon. Slay the dragon. Yeah. <laughs> you get yeah. a little slay the dragon patch, 47 miler. <laughs> yeah, that would be great, actually. Or maybe a. <laughs> I, I'm brewery. just thinking of some logos for that. And that Dragon yeah, Tail okay, IPA. We could go places. Yeah. yeah. Like the Dragon's Milk. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. like it. Uh, nice segue talking about Dragon's Milk and, and IPAs and drinks and things. Um, Two Roots Brewing Company is releasing cannabis infused beers. Oh, yes. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but there's no alcohol in this beer. There's no beer. Yeah, there's no alcohol. <laughs> so, so it's basically like <laughs> it's, not, it's not a real beer. <laughs> it's like an O'Doul's with THC it's in it. Exactly, yes. exactly. Okay. So it's it's a near beer with uh, a small amount of THC in it that's supposed to give you the same level of buzz as you would get from drinking one regular beer. I don't know. It's just going to be, you know, herb rather than alcohol. Right. So, but it um, will taste like beer, but without the hangover. What? I mean, I. I don't know. Uh, it's not actually um, available in Colorado, but it is in Nevada and California. Wow! Um, How is that? Although I guess not they're available? trying to expand in the next like couple of years to uh, other states where it's legal. 
Dilo's trying to get in. Should we let him into the show? Let's. I don't know. <laughs> we should tell he's, him that, he's that, that, that on he the has glass. to go around the back. <laughs> yeah, let's. There, there's like, oh, that that door is broken or something. We can have some fun with him. Hippies let's play use, a trick on him. Come on, hippies use back door. Dilo That's should right. know this. <laughs> what else you got special? Uh, let's see. In other news, um, we sometimes talk about like uh, these stories of so and so got lost and then they get they get recovered right or like right you never hear of uh, like a lot of these these stories often have bad endings well there was actually some uh a couple of hikers that were missing for i believe it was it was four nights um wow all told uh in southern california this is up by mount baldy and they were they were supposed to just go and uh do like a day trip with some friends and then they got uh, separated from the other friends, and then the stories that I've read were unclear exactly like hmm. how they got lost. But uh, the one fellow was supposed to be pretty well experienced, and they did have uh, you know like proper equipment and whatnot. Okay. Um, so the rescuers uh, for a few days um, combed like thirty square miles of uh, of terrain, and they ended up finding them just hanging out at their campfire. Um, pretty much okay. So I think they just got lost. Uh, New Mexico? No, Southern California. Oh, okay. I'm thinking of a different Mount Baldy. Yeah, it's uh, San Gabriel Mountains, uh, okay. uh, northeast of, of Los Angeles. Yes. So yeah, it was uh, a, a, a nice resolution when the, when they're found safe and, and uninjured and everything like that, because uh, Lord knows we get enough of those stories where where that's not the outcome. So right. So they were just waiting for somebody to find them. And I, you know, it, the story that I read wasn't entirely clear, but that seemed to kind of be the case. Like it, at least for the moment, they were hunkered down and and trying to just stay warm and and, and had enough food and supplies and stuff with them. Uh, well, they at least had the supplies. It didn't sound like they necessarily had had enough food, um, but you know, it, it takes a few days to really get hungry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as long as you're warm. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you got water. They're yeah. picking out which eat, one eat of some, them. Eat <laughs> some moss, you know. <laughs> it tastes better. Some water, yeah. it's fine. Oh, this is kind of like a Colorado one. It's I'm sure everybody's probably heard this. It went national, uh, but I thought it was a pretty great story, and it's 14er related, so I kind of had to talk about it. Uh, there was a woman who um, had taken her little Grover, her son's little Grover stuffed animal doll. Um, up to the top of Quandary, she like takes it with her on some of her hikes and things, and takes pictures of it. Okay, because it's her son's like favorite toy. It's her, 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 her. I think her son calls it his best friend, actually. Grover. Uh, and so the little Grover doll, you know, um, didn't make it back down the mountain with her, and so she posted on like you know the Fourteeners forums or whatever, and said, "Hey, you know, please, if anybody finds this," and somebody happened to to see the that post. And then was actually going up Quandry, you know, a couple days later or whatever, uh, and found it and was able to reunite the Grover doll with, uh, with the woman and, and her son. It's a feel-good story. It's a feel-good story. <laughs> Isn't that lovely? Dear Casey. Uh, I got two more stories, and then that's it. Um, let's see. I'll do actually this one first. Uh, Buff has released three different special edition Buffs one for each of the Triple Crown trails with a uh, portion of the proceeds going to like CDTC uh, and PCTA and stuff. Um, so check those out if you're into the buff life and get yourself uh, geared up with, with some stuff that supports the trail. 
Hashtag buff life. And then go get on the trail. Um, and then we're going to end with National Geographic's Adventure of the Year. Anish. Oh, nice. congrats. Anish. We're going to mention her um, book a little later. Uh, yeah, I was going to actually say that she's got a lot going on. She uh, she just got married, so congratulations there. Uh, and, uh, yeah, and she's got this book that has been making the rounds. Uh, I, I see it popping up in various, uh, um, like, Google Mail alerts that I get. Oh, nice. That, that aren't even, like, PCT. Huh. CDT. D- um, uh, going to leave the AT hanging D- like that. D-Lo just joined. I, I don't have a Google <laughs> alert for the AT. Dilo's in studio now, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, hey everyone! I just got here from the school fundraiser. Hi. Yeah, elementary <laughs> school fundraiser. Good times. Trail Dilo, news. Dilo and I are sharing a mic tonight, so we're gonna sit this close all Is night. Is that other one? Re- Only not one working? will What's survive. Does that other one really not work? It's not plugged in at it's the moment. It's a long story. But we'll we'll uh, try to make boy. it work. Okay, cool. Spesh, we just hijacked your trail news. Please continue. Uh, that was actually it. Oh. Yeah, that we were we were ending with the nice story of, of Anish being Adventure of the Year and just got married, so congrats. And Spesh just ran out the door with his Kolsch coffee beer. Speaking, yeah. of, Speaking which, of beer, we never even mentioned that it's no. time for Mike DiLorenzo's Beer of the Month. Mike DiLorenzo, take it away. Read some cans. Uh, first of all, I feel like I owe Dilo an apology Uh-oh. because a little earlier I was I was talking um, about me a little bit. Man, That's okay. A little bit because I, I I was like we were saying like when you get here and I was like if he makes it and and then you walk in like pretty much right at eight o'clock like you said so like that's my bad what are we drinking Dilo? uh let's see here we have the broken clock brewing company the cooperative to brew the coffee kolsch which somebody just ran out the door with as i understand it was delicious we all loved it five percent abv 23 ibus and a plethora of words on the can (laughs) thank god i can move the mic where is that out of? What what city? What state? Who's this beer Minneapolis, from? Minnesota, from the Blo- Broken Clock Brewing Company. I have no idea where this beer came from, but maybe, does. maybe you we hope. folks do. Skittles. The Skittles guy brought it. Was, it. Oh. it was hand-delivered. That's right. It was I, hand-delivered. I. That's right. You came here from Minnesota. I had it once yeah. before, and it seemed kind of interesting. They make small batches. And then it's available for a limited time, I guess, until they use up the batch, and then they create something else. And it's a lot of experimental stuff. Very cool. We also have the Shells Stag Series Rye India Pale Ale. Delicious. Small batch, limited release since 1860, believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Let's see. This is from New Ulm, Minnesota in the United States. From August Shell Brewing Company, <laughs> as opposed to the foreign. Minnesota. This one, yeah, this well, one I will read. In German. This one I will read because it's sh- there's a shorter amount of words. A hoppy and robust rye India Pale Ale, showcasing both new and old American hop varieties. The amber brew is balanced, hop forward, and crisp with a dry and spicy malt character. Finally. Beer number three, there may have been more, I just arrived, I don't know, also has a plethora of words <laughs> on the can. This is also from the Broken Clock Brewing Company. Okay, let's all say that really fast. Broken Clock, Broken Clock Brewing Company. Brewing Company. Broken <laughs> Clock Brewing Company. It's, uh, ri- it's right to drink it twice a day. This is the Red Coats Blood Orange. Blood Orange Disco. Blood Orange, pass it over here. Blood Orange New England IPA. 6.6 ABVs, <laughs> 45 IBUs, 
And every member of Broken Clock Brewing is more than just a shareholder. They are an integral part of our community of change. This malt beverage was produced by Broken Clock Brewing Cooperative. Apparently, it's a cooperative in Minneapolis, Minnesota, in the United States. And we could, oh, there's a, even a date on there that looks like it was canned on 416, 2019. Four days it, shy of the magic it, date. By the way, you could make a fine stove. Yeah, I'm going to keep a couple oh, that of those. That is a good can. 32 ounce can. This yep. is proper. I'm going to keep a couple of those. Yeah, that IPA pass, is pretty good. I'm not yeah, a big fan of, way, of Ippus. But that one's actually pretty. I really like it. Skittles, what, thanks for delivering some beer, man. This what about the New England style Ippas? They are a, a different beast from the just traditional. Oh, that's good. Ippas. By the way, I, I we should know. mention in the proud tradition of making our guests yes. bring us <laughs> beer, Skittles delivered. And just like every other guest who's brought us beer, he did a better job than Buck Thirty. Uh, <laughs> wow! Wow! <laughs> always, um, always throwing also, him under the bus. Patty Matiskella has beer for us in the cooler there. We're going to get into that in a little bit. Hey, wait a minute. What was her name again? Patty Matiskella. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Dila just stole the mic. Stole the mic. I'm going to have to have my hand up like this. I'll put it down when Dila I'm talking. It's like a game. He feels so lost without a mic. Patty Matiskella. Hey, Matiskella. Matiskella. I, I just <laughs> wanted to say Matiskella, but I took it before you were done. Did you want to say it or did your hands want to say it? Oh. Forget about it. <laughs> hey, there's no difference between me and my hands when we're talking tonight here. <laughs> All right, that's beer. <laughs> I tell you what, before a conservation interview, let's go and do trips. Who's going to start? I yield my time, sir, to the floor. I'll stay, I'll stay, I'll stay. This is out of order. Uh, <laughs> it's out of Wait, sequence. Wait, do, do you mean like that, the, that you're out of order, or is it this, I, we should start I was just a checking way? in so everyone would know. <laughs> anyway. Uh, I was actually did a trip this last month. I went to down to Buckskin Gulch and tried to hike. Oh yeah, oh, yes. one of my Talk favorites. About that. Tried to hike uh, uh, all the way through it. Uh, I brought my girlfriend. I was really mm-hmm. excited, and then like a week before we got there, it flash flooded, so it was oh, no. still full of uh, pools. And so, of course, I was like, well, let's just go in anyway. And that <laughs> turned into kind of a supper fest. <laughs> Chocolate milk. Yeah. It was, I mean, there's like probably just, you know, like 50 or so different pools, uh, some chest deep. Uh, I did bring Ooh. a pool donut, which I highly recommend for floating a <laughs> yeah, backpack. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, the, let's talk the, about that. What did you pools. use as a pool donut? <laughs> An actual like, uh, like, a, like a floaty, you know, like like a like a. Wow. Tube float. So, w- where did you uh, where'd you get that, and how much did it cost? I got Talk about it. the colors. How I got it, it at Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> it cost three dollars. <laughs> I don't know how much it weighed, but, but it was worth it. It was definitely oh, worth nice. it. Um, uh, for those of you who don't know, Buxton Gulch is about a thirteen mile uh, slot canyon, and the only way to get out in the middle of it is this one place in the halfway point, which is like a kind of difficult scramble. Um, by the time we reached there, we were like, we need to get out of here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was either we were both getting out there or my, or I was going to die because my girlfriend was definitely going to kill me. Um, <laughs> so we climbed out and then we cross country back to the car. Oh, that sounds <laughs> <Wow>. like <laughs> the really morning, fun. It, it worked out well. I think it was definitely more the type two-ish fun where we're like, you know, once once everyone saw the pictures, 
were like, oh, that, that was really nice. The, the pictures were pretty fantastic. Um, but you knew what you were getting into when you went into it. I right? mean, I did. Yeah. I think my girlfriend did not. This uh-huh. was only her third ever backpacking trip. So oh, yeah, did, you, uh, did, she was did you, did you like, try to properly <laughs> explain? You know, um, I saw her right after the trip and it did still did not seem it seemed more like type three. Fun. <laughs> <laughs> still did not seem like type two fun. No, no, no. Does anyone want to clarify what the three types of fun are for our listeners? Type one is fun. When it's happening and fun when you think back on it. Type two is not fun when it's happening, but it's fun when you think back on it. And type three, not fun when it's happening and also not fun to think back on. That's, That's pretty correct. Much so type three is technically not a fun. It's, but <laughs> it's true. Yeah, it's it's just, in there. I don't know why it's included. How do you, how do you know that? Uh, because knows I've, that. I've had lots of all yeah. three types of fun, quote unquote. Yeah, yeah. I don't she's, know. I don't she, know how I know. She texted me today because she knew I would talk <laughs> about it, <laughs> and said, "I'm glad I did it. It was really cool yeah. experience. I love that I got to share it with you." Aww. So, well, she held a gunpoint when she made that statement. <laughs> so it sounds like it was type two then. Yeah, <laughs> delayed that, type two. That <laughs> statement sounds a little too well crafted, Triple O. I think maybe you put that together. Before uh, the show. I think so. I'm not. <laughs> I mean, I'll say that I was kind of looking over his shoulder just now. It it was a val. He was reading that from an actual text box. Uh, it was text. It was the text app. Okay. I'm, so I'm gonna I'm gonna vouch for him. I think he's telling the truth. Okay. Here. As okay. a bonus tip, when you're when you're taking someone who's not as experienced as you, maybe crank it down a little bit. Like, don't go into it like a through hiker. Yeah. Yeah. I have had the same lesson learned a couple he, of different yeah. times. Yeah. I have two. I just forget it over time, and then I repeat. So Disco and I did that hike in the fall, and I feel like it's not guaranteed, but the chances are less of you having, like, pools that you need to swim through in the fall. Yeah. We only ended up in, like, one waist-deep pool and a couple others that were, you know, thigh-deep, knee-deep, or whatever, but only one that, that, like, got to the, the waist. Yeah. What yeah, is the uh, what is the permit situation for Buckskin Gulch? Are they hard Difficult. to get? I don't know. Skittles They're, actually went you, through the permit you, process. You can for us. sign up online. It tells you what days are available. It's pretty easy, but you have to pick up the permit in person. Bah. And, and, and it, you use wag bags, which you know because there's yeah. a limited amount of places to go. So you you just sign up and then you just have to be flexible on your dates, type of thing. No, they have a calendar. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, you should sign, especially for like the summer, you're going to need to sign up early. I don't, I don't know how many months ahead of time it opens up, but it gets pretty full. Yeah. Um, but fall, it's a I really think we pretty sign space. Up like a month ahead. It, and yeah. I'll mention they only give you two wag bags per person, so plan accordingly. Like two per day? Uh uh-uh. uh. You can, you can, but you only need them in Bucks and Gold. More than one. Right. Yeah, Ooh, once usually. you get further to the pariah, which we did not oh. make it to. <laughs> I mean, we used them in the pariah too because they're still. Yeah, you can get a little farther away, but there's still not a lot yeah. of places. And if everybody's, I would, yeah, I would definitely better. say that, well that in a slot canyon is a great place to use a wag bag. Wag bag. Uh, it that's like one of those situations where whenever it does rain, you, you your stuff's going straight into that water. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> do everybody else after you a favor and yeah. go ahead and, and use one. And a car shuttle is required. Is that correct? Um, we hitched it. 
Oh, yeah. you hitched it? Yeah. Okay. Did you? How'd that go? Well, we didn't. He- we weren't <laughs> doing the whole pariah, so we weren't doing the whole like because yeah. you at the end of Bucks and Gulch, you can take a right and go down the pariah for like thirty miles. That's what we did. That would be a tough hitch because you got that'd be like a two or three car hitch. Because um, that that ends down there at the least, at least ferry. ferry. Yeah. yeah, it's especially tough remote. If, if you're hitching from Lee's Ferry back to <laughs> Flagstaff. <laughs> yeah, I bet that's <laughs> not the easiest. And, um, that, and yeah, it worked out, but it took a long time. Yeah, we got kicked out by the park service person who told us to move down the road. Yeah, so watch out if you're hitching <laughs> in the Lee's Ferry area specifically. I figured Lee's Ferry would be an easier hitch just because there's all the raft people. You know, they're probably like, okay, we'll pick these people up. But well, that's where they're all getting dropped off, though. So, and, and a lot of them are probably heading further down the true, river or not. True. They probably don't come back. They probably drop their cars at the end. We should move on to the next trip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We, we're wow. Come on, people. Coming from Delo. I went to uh, <laughs> Santa Fe yeah? last weekend. Yes. Did you get on the trail? I did. I got on a little short little recreational path over in the Agua Fria neighborhood over by Meow Wolf. Agua Fria. And I went Agua Fria. train wreck whoop, whoop. and Tiny whoop, Rivers. Whoop. And uh, it was great. Had a great time drinking wine, hanging out outside, looking at the moon. Did you go to... Did fri- you howl at it? Yes. Sorry, Did you I go to thought. Fridge Hinge? No. Oh, come on. Did you see the staircase that Jesus built? I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Did you go to Meow Wolf? <laughs> Yes. In Santa Fe, there is a fabled staircase in a church, a spiral staircase that modern engineers cannot explain. No. The the story goes, don't tell me about (laughs) Snopes. Let's just talk about this for a minute before you ruin my fun story. (laughs) Don't tell me about Snopes. Don't tell me about Mythbusters. The story is that um, a man, a carpenter, came to the church and said, and needed some accommodations, and then for his accommodations and food, he built this staircase, and then he disappeared, and no one ever saw him again, and no one was able to explain how he built this staircase. And the myth is that it was Jesus Christ himself. Yeah. Don't ruin this. So, like, the whole thing with that staircase is there's, like, most spiral staircases, you have to have a center pillar of support. And this one has none, and that's what was really confusing people. Hmm. But the actual pillar is there. It's just... It's just cut open. Like, so if you think about the staircase as it spirals up, the pillar is there. It's just as the spiral. That's uh, just magic. Instead of, mm. instead of a single pole. Yeah. It's held together by the spirit. <laughs> <laughs> I like Hilo's story better. Have yeah, you yeah. no faith, heathen? <laughs> Only in science. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Nice. Cool. Santa That's Fe. That's it. Yeah. So it was fun. It was a great time. On the other side of the country, I was back in Gaffney. Gaffney. <laughs> Gaffney, South Carolina. I oh, was there. Trail. I was there for Easter weekend, and you better damn well believe I never slapped a man who was chewing tobacco. <laughs> However, uh. I did go to Frank Underwood's grave, which I do every time I, I'm home. They actually have a, a tombstone for him in our local cemetery. And if you don't know who Frank Underwood is, he's the fictitious president on the famous Netflix TV series called House of Cards. And his character is from my hometown for some ungodly reason, which I do not know. I also went to Calpin's National Battlefield because there's trails there. It's the only real trail experience I it's can have Cal within Pins. 10 miles of my hometown. Better and, than um, Pies. So I was able to get <laughs> on the trail. And that's what I can tell you about Gaffney. Skittles, you've been so, doing some stuff. What have what you been up to? Well, I've just done a few around Boulder here, but... Most people are probably familiar with them. Um, last weekend, I went 
with my sister. We went on a little trip before I left Minnesota. We went up to visit the waterfalls along the North Shore. Ooh. And oh, it's, that's nice. it's spring melt right now, so the snow is still on the trails, and it's icy, and the waterfalls are just raging. So we nice. went to Gooseberry, went to Baptism Falls, and, and up by Ely went to Kawishiwi Falls. Oh, um, yeah. Did oh, you yeah, get in the water? Great. I did not get well. in the water. It That's would not have been smart. Probably a good idea. Cold and the water is like really yellowy looking from the tannin. Yeah. Um, needles and the vegetation. I, I can imagine that gooseberry is just pumping. Oh, yeah. Because we actually stopped there uh, when we were on the road with Leave No Trace. And, you know, I mean, it's pretty cool even when there's not a ton of, of water moving over it. But it's pretty clear that at some times that thing must have a lot of water going. Yeah, there's a lot of force going over those waterfalls right now. Heavy flow. Oh. Whoa. Hashtag yeah. heavy flow. D-Lo. Oh, yeah. I took a trip, too. I uh, spent about a week in uh, Paul Magnanti's guest bedroom. Did you really? Oh. Yeah. Is, he, is, is it a tent? He's still in the land of the living. He's still in the land of the living. He's alive and well. He's kicking. Uh, he's enjoying himself. And... Uh, yeah, we spent. Uh, we did a family camping trip out to Moab, and our campground was about three miles from Mags's house. Really? Yeah. So we actually hung out with Mags almost every night. <laughs> How's he doing? <laughs> He's great. He went hiking with us a couple of times. Um, he went hiking with us t- on the very popular and crowded Delicate Arch Trail, Ooh, which was oh. fun. Um, very crowded. Good hike. Nice hike. Slick rock the whole way. Very fun. Um, the delegate arch is worth that hike. Like, yeah, it, even it though is. it's crowded, really nice. it's, yeah. it's yeah. the yeah. spectacular. And, and I don't think it's a very hard one either. I mean, like it's it's pretty easy grade. And yeah, we went there yeah, with six year olds, right? So yeah. we were we were doing our hikes were six year old friendly, so they were all about five six miles round okay. trip. Yeah, um, we did have one hike that was a little bit jarring for the six year olds, but they all did really great on it because it's it started with about a eight hundred foot vertical gain in about a half mile, so it was just very straight up. And that was just the beginning of the hike. But and it was neat. At the top there, it just kind of mellowed out. And then... W- what hike was it? That was called Hidden Valley. Oh, yeah. that is... Question yeah. about the Delicate Arch hike. Yes. You said that it was very crowded. Does that imply that there were a lot of Germans on the trail? <laughs> you know, there were We're, we're, we're going to have to take that thing away from <laughs> him and hide it. You know, like, shocked. <laughs> there were many... He was not ready for that oh. whistle. There were many people of different nationalities on the trail. I heard different languages. The best part about this hike, yeah. at the trailhead, when we got back, uh, there was a pile of hats at the side of the trail, just hats that had been picked up along the way that were just left there in case the what? owner came back for them. But owners don't really come back for their hats in a national no. park. So I got myself a nice new... Tilly hat. Wow, I, yeah. those there are cheap. Go. Those are not uh, cheap. I was pretty excited about that. So my dad should go back yeah. there because he lost a hat. Did he lose a Tilly hat? <laughs> it wasn't a Tilly <laughs> hat. Okay. Though. Yeah. I, if it was, he's not getting it back. Uh, <laughs> what else did we do? We did lots of hikes. Did lots you, of did hikes. Did you do the, the that one that's like out at the end of the road? Uh, it's like uh, Devil's, Devil's Garden. Play, yeah, Devil's Garden. No, we didn't. But uh, some of the they wouldn't let children. No, we didn't go to Devil's Garden, but the older kids went to Fiery Furnace on a guided tour. On a guided tour with Mags's partner. Uh, He's too old to call her his girlfriend, by the way. So it's his partner. She works for the National Park Service, and she led the older children on a tour of the Fiery Furnace, which is very interesting from what I saw. Yeah, that is a cool spot. We went down to Canyonlands, and probably my favorite arch was actually an arch that was right off the side of the road called Wilson Arch. Wilson. Maybe 15, 20 miles south of Moab. 
uh, on Highway 91, I believe, whatever the highway is heading south. On the left side of the road, east side of the road, there is a 10-minute mi- hike up to a gorgeous arch right on the side of the road. It's really cool. Ba-boom. That was actually my Ba-boom. favorite arch, and it was not in the Wilson. national parks. Wilson. Huh. Ba-boom. I feel like Ba-boom. since we're talking about trips with D-Lo, that I should just mention oh, that I randomly that. ran into D-Lo today while I was out hiking the trail. <laughs> yeah, what? Yeah. what? You saw D-Lo on a trail? On yeah. trail. <laughs> he was out hiking. How I wasn't paying you to do that. Pictures are Okay, he was running. Pictures. What was I doing? He was running. One more time? Well, actually, you were kind of wow. stopped on the trail talking to me. So well, I, I stopped. I was running up the trail when you saw me, right? Yes. Yeah. And You asked me if I wanted to run with you, which... Yeah. Run. Hey, we've got to go to break in a sec. Whoa. Special. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, Special hasn't say. talked about his trips. we yeah. got three minutes. <gasps> All right. Thanks a lot, so, D-Lo. So I actually went down to Alamogordo next, next uh, to trip. do some more, some more uh, uh, field work down there. Yeah. Um, and as listeners may recall, uh, I went down there once before and was looking forward to checking out the, uh, the White Sands uh, National, um, I think, forget if it's a monument or park, park I think. In any case, uh, I was not able to go and see it because uh, the government shutdown, hashtag Trump shutdown, had, you know, closed the park. And so I, it, it was a big womp womp for me. Womp so womp. this time I, I, uh, I finished up my field work um, <coughs> earlier on Thursday and uh, got out there and walked around on the dunes for a little while. Uh, saw an amazing sunset <laughs> with like... You know how in the desert you get like that particulate in the air that really kind of turns things red? And yeah. Like, yeah, so we had just this fantastic sky on fire, red glowing everywhere, bouncing off the white sand, kind of a sunset, and it was wow. pretty epic. Oh, in that's cool. In the desert, you can't remember your name because there ain't no, no one for to, to give you no name. name. I said, no, no, no. All right, trail show legal. That's all you can do. That's all you do. All right, all right. We got to go to break. When we come back, we're going to have Kendra Ramos from the Washington Trails Association to talk to us about her work with WTA. Don't go anywhere. Trail show will be back. I don't have a trail named Snyder. I'm sitting here about to eat a giant cookie for dinner, and I've been thinking, what exactly is the trail show? Hopefully we can answer that question, Rand. Yeah. POD, who is our segment sponsor? This segment is brought to you by Black Hills Honey Farm, which has been beekeeping and manufacturing natural products from the hive since 2001. Black Hills Honey Farm's apiculture standards are developed with the primary focus on the health of honeybees and the sustainability of beekeeping. Black Hills Honey Farm specializes in producing human and animal products such as tattoo balm, leather care, animal care, baby care, as well as raw varietal honey as unique as its floral source. All Black Hills Honey Farm honeys, salves, and balms are free of synthetic fragrances, isopropyl alcohol, benzene, mineral oil, sodium lareth sulfate, propylene glycol, and aluminum. 
And they actually did send us all uh, samples of their products yes. to try. I've yeah. Personally, I just want to say, I actually reached out to them because I've been using Black Hills Honey Fire products for five or six years, I think. And, um, and they're amazing. What did you guys think of them? I, I do notice that everyone is glowing a little bit more tonight. I like the warming balm. It's got cayenne in it. And if you've got a sore muscle or two, like every hiker in their 40s or older, <laughs> just, just slab some yes. of that on and it'll make you feel like a million dollars. They sent us the cayenne warming balm. Yes, that's the stuff. They sent us the Chestra with eucalyptus and peppermint, which is great if you have some congestion. That one smells good. Yeah. Uh, they also sent us the uh, bee balm, the patchouli and sage. That's the one I've been using forever. And what did you think, Special? Um, it, I know uh, you don't like patchouli, so it, I'm curious. It's not offensive. Yeah, I I can't really tell that there's yeah. patchouli in it. But yeah. if you're sensitive, no, it, it does not have the like. You know, if, if yes, you're one of those people that, that that hates patchouli like I do, uh, you would see patchouli on this label and think like, uh uh-uh. uh. Yeah. But then you know, so like I I opened it up and smelled it. I haven't actually used any of that okay. yet. But I opened it up and smelled it and was like, okay. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, not. All right. It's not. Yeah, I feel even like I can't smell it, and yeah. I don't like patchouli either. Uh, they al- also sent us the moisturizing balm, tea tree, and sage. And then they also sent us the burn and wound care, which was actually the first thing that I used from them on a terrible, terrible sunburn. sunburn. And that has propolis and honey. And I'll tell you, if you ever get a sunburn, I had a terrible, terrible, terrible sunburn, and I used this stuff on it like three times a day, and it never hurt. It never hurt. It was incredible. So their stuff is legit, and I actually reached out to them because I use their products, and they were nice enough to send um, five different things for all of us to try. So What's their website? Their website is uh, blackhillshoneyfarm.com. There it is. Go get you some yeah, salve. Get you some salve and tell them the trail show sent you. Get you some bag bomb, oh, Dilo. I do want to say the the purple amber bag jar. Bomb. Bag bomb. Sorry, Hashtag. the uh, for naturally aging skin. That one is the one I carry when I'm on trail, mm. and I use it at the end of the day when I've been exposed to a lot of sun or Which a lot one? of wind. Uh, the the uh, naturally aging skin, or also the burn and wound one, works well. Burn and wound. Um, if you've been out in the sun all day, like on a ridge line. Or it's been super windy in your face. You know how it feels hot at night when you go to yeah. sleep? Yes. If you like, just splash some cold water on your face and then put this stuff on, oh, it's so it's like putting lip balm on after. What if lips. you've been walking on a beach in the sun for three days? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, this would have been super helpful for you in New Zealand. Your face would have felt much better. So And it would have been easier to look at you because you looked <laughs> like you were in pain. <laughs> yeah, you, you looked a little rough. Man. So Black Hills Honey Farm, um, I'm promoting them because I actually use it and they're legit. So go get yourself some products. Hello. Hi there. Hey, Kendra. This is Disco, P.O.D., D.L.O., Triple O., Special 41 and Skittles from the Trail Show. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Excellent. Real quickly, I'm going to introduce you to our listenership. You are Kendra Ramos from the Washington Trails Association. You are the Director of Communications and Outreach, and we are excited to have you on the show tonight. Great. Thanks. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. So I guess maybe we should just start with kind of the, the nuts and bolts. So what What is Washington Trails Association? What do you all do? Yeah, so Washington Trails Association is a nonprofit hiking and advocacy group that 
mobilizes hikers to help them protect trails and public lands. And we do that by uh, amplifying voices, taking folks out to do on-the-ground work, and making sure that everybody knows how to be safe and smart outside. Very cool. Where in Washington are you all based out of? We're based in the Seattle area, but we have uh, staff across the state, and we work statewide on trails, everything from county lands to national parks and forests. Oh, wow. Could you maybe talk to us a little bit about the past work you all done on trails? Sure. So uh, WTA is a 50-year-old organization, um, which is pretty amazing. And we started doing trail work back in the mid-90s when the Forest Service budgets were really taking a hit. We wanted to see where we could do more. When advocating wasn't enough, we wanted to start getting back on the ground. Uh, And from a small program of um, 11 scrappy volunteers, Last year, WTA volunteers worked on 250 trails across the state, wow, more than 5,000 folks given back. Yeah, it's really amazing. I think it translated to like 160,000 hours of volunteer trail work. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> so Yeah, it's pretty great. And Just out of curiosity, do you know how many miles of trails you all are looking after, <laughs> roughly? We, so it's so funny, we get asked that all the time, and we never count by miles. So our three rules are safety, fun, and work. So work always comes third. Um, But we were trying to take account the other year. We just had our 25th anniversary of trail work, and we've touched more than 600 trails across Washington State. And I know that last year alone, we added 30 new miles of trail to kind of existing systems. So... I am always astounded at what uh, the WTA community and our volunteers are able to do. That's definitely some pretty impressive numbers. I am curious, though, how you quantify the fun. Uh, can you tell us about <laughs> how, how many, how many uh, human hours of fun? Trust me, you know if it's not there. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Well, so well can, oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, plus, we do have a chocolate break at 1030 every day. So at one point, we did count chocolates that we distributed. Oh, I think, yeah. Yeah, you guys need to institute that. Yeah, this is a great... I I feel like that's a piece of information that needs to, uh, like, appear on an infographic. Yeah. (laughs) You know? Do you hear that, Clay Jacobson? I think you're right. You know, um, Kendra, so POD and I maintain a section of the Colorado Trail that's not too far from our home, and this year we've got some volunteers that we're going to take out there, and I think I'm going to institute the 10 a.m chocolate break I per, think chocolate your recommendation. And, and coffee please chocolate and coffee <laughs> <laughs> all right could you um could you talk to us a little bit about like the current work you all have planned for the 2019 summer season yeah so our summer season is just kicked off about two weeks ago I know it's not even summer yet but um we uh do volunteer work year-round and as the snow melts we get higher and then also in the summer we have what we call volunteer vacations, which are um, week-long trips uh, where we actually kind of get back into the backcountry where you can't get in a day and um, really give some love to those backcountry trails. And so we just kicked off at Claylock Beach around the Olympic Peninsula um, doing a new ADA-accessible trail to kind of clear some smooth passages to the ocean for folks. And we're looking to... Uh, get back 
high pretty soon here. A couple of the projects I'm most excited about are through our Lost Trails Found campaign, which is really about kind of ensuring that some of those way out trails that take us through iconic landscapes don't fall off the map due to lack of funding or access. So we're spending a lot of time in the Pasayton in the coming summer. Um, it'll be our third year there. We have the goal working with some of our partners, including um, the Pacific Northwest Trail Association and Backcountry Horsemen and some other great folks of clearing the entire boundary trail and making sure that there's lots of access to the feeder trails there. Um, and similarly, down in the Goat Rocks, we're looking at the Angry what? Mountains um, Goat Rocks area to open up some new loops and access there, which is really wow. exciting. That's such a neat area. Do you still have uh, volunteer slots open for, for folks who might want to get involved? We do. We have a couple of slots open on our volunteer vacations. And the secret is if you are someone who is good with the last minute, which is not me, but if you are, the wait lists are great. And um, more often than not, if you end up on a wait list, you can get on that trip that you're looking for. And they're such amazing opportunities to see parts of the state that you might not get to otherwise. I think that might be a trail maintenance tip. Yeah. It yeah. should. Um, so as far as those volunteer opportunities go, is that information available at WTA.org? Yep. And then there's a button at the top that says go outside and volunteer. And you can find all of the information there in addition to the week longs, which are amazing because they're um, supported. So we pack in the kitchen and we provide all of the food. Um, we also do kind of more self-sufficient backcountry response trips, which are really about the quick and dirty what needs to get done. There tend to be kind of three to five days. You pack all your own stuff. We provide the tools and you move to really clear a trail out. Um, right. And it might be the only attention that trail gets that year. So. Kendra, it sounds like you have a lot of volunteers on your trips. Is that correct? If you have wait lists? We do. It's pretty, I mean, it's amazing. It's an amazing community. Like I said, we brought about 5,000 folks out last year. When our backcountry trips go live in February, it's like a rock concert. It's so cool. They wow. open at 10 a.m. And we have a couple that will fill within moments. Why, wow. Why is that? That's, that sounds <laughs> crazy for a volunteer organization. Why are so many, why are so many people uh, itching to get out there and volunteer? It, it's all those human hours of fun. Is well, that what we, it is? It, it we is heard it's the food. And the food. <laughs> the food is, I think, one of the key secrets there. I have never eaten so well in the backcountry as when mm -hmm. I'm volunteering. We've got salmon and steaks and yeah. portobello mushrooms and it's what? it's amazing mm -hmm. yeah like backcountry horsemen help pack us in and our crew leaders make sure that you are fed right it sounds like yeah. skittles, you, yeah, skittles. you got a here so kendra this is skittles or richard larson i work in the chelan ranger district and we actually Excellent. we have a wta crew already that's coming in on saturday i will be joining them i guess this thursday or friday and we love the WTA, number one, for the food that you guys eat. We've had that salmon and that steak, and it's just incredible. There's a Dutch oven dish, this uh, beer, cheese, potato bake. And oh, wow. oh, man. So, but we really wanted to thank the WTA, too, because the trail that they've helped us out with over the past like 20 years is called the Lakeshore Trail. And yeah. it just about was gone. People, we were about to abandon the trail, and the WTA has kind of taken it over, and they do two week-long trips, and it's one of the most popular trails in our district now. So you guys do fantastic work. 
Oh, thanks so much. It's so good to hear it. That one is on my wish list, hopefully next year. Uh, I eye it every year, and, you know, the list just gets longer instead of shorter. Mm-hmm. Hey, so I have got a quick question. I was poking around on the website, actually, uh, and I yeah. saw that there's a group volunteer opportunity uh, link here. And that kind of looks like if you've got about 7 to 20 people uh, of your closest friends and you wanted to go out and do your own kind of private um, work group with y'all, that's something that you can facilitate. Is that is that what I'm reading? It's something that we, we try to do. It tends to be more semi-official groups, so scouts, uh, corporate work parties, hiking clubs. Podcasters. And it tends to be a little bit more. Gotcha. <laughs> it tends to be a little bit more in the off-season when we have a kind of time. It takes a couple of months to get those organized and get them crewed sometimes. But, yeah, we um, – we want kind of to give folks that opportunity and sometimes there's enough interest in a particular group to make it happen. Wow. I'd love to be able to get a trail show group to yeah. go out to, we've got, we've, we've got our own we shirts. Hijack Skittles. Yeah. We've got, Does we've got hard yeah. hats. We've already got hard hats. We're ready. <laughs> I've, I've got hard hats and safety yeah, vests. Yeah. Come on out. We'll make it happen. You'd be yeah. welcome to join our forest service crew anytime too. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what, what do you, what do you got available the second half of September? That. There's chocolate, but there's not steak and salmon. <laughs> what does the Forest Service crew eat? Richard Larson. Well, more like backpacking food. <laughs> <laughs> it's Except not... for when we're with the WTA, and then often they help feed us. So. Wow. <laughs> That's nice. Steak and salmon and portobello mushrooms. Mm-hmm. And cheesy beer mushroom Cheesy bank. beer dish. Yes. Oh, my God. A hot dish. <laughs> you going to bring a hot dish? <laughs> so, Kendra, can people become members of the Washington Trail Association? Definitely. So as a nonprofit, more than 60% of our funding comes from individuals. So it is hikers that let us do all of the good work that we do from the volunteer work to a website with a hiking guide and trip reports uh, to the advocacy. And a basic membership is $50 for the year, which supports the work that we do. And we put out a great quarterly magazine that has hike suggestions, gear reviews, really highlights the amazing community here in Washington and the work that's going on. Excellent. And people can go to WTA.org to become a member? Right. Yeah, right there. There's a join button. Please join us. Excellent. Is there anything else about the Washington Trails Association you want to get out there before we move on? I think the big thing is just really what excites me most about WTA is the community. It's the people that make all the work that we do possible. We've been around for 50 years because People really love Washington's trails and want to keep them around. And I'm excited to see what's going to come in the next 50 as we take the growing passion of hiking and continue to make Washington's trails even better. That sounds excellent. Thanks so much for coming on the show tonight and talking to us about the great work you guys are doing. We really appreciate it. I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you. All right, Kendra. Have a good evening. Thanks, Kendra. Thank you, Kendra. Thank Thank you. All right. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thanks, all. Bye. There she goes, ladies and gentlemen. Kendra Ramos from the Washington Trails Association. Go to WTA.org, sign up, get yourself a membership, and heck, maybe even try to get involved in one of those volunteer projects. Or better yet, get a crew. T- take 20 people, sign up for that group. It can be a mega. It could be a <laughs> m- 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 mega hike. Mega. <laughs> mega. All right. Hey, let's check in with the beers. Let's do. Disco, you have one over there. Yeah, I was really 
enthused to see the blueberry wheat from Pisgah Brewing Company out of Black Mountain, North Carolina. This is a place near and dear to my heart. Um, I spent a lot of time as a youth in Brevard and the Pisgah National Forest doing some of my first backpacking and hiking trips ever. I didn't even know there was a Pisgah Brewing Company, but I'm glad to see it. And I got to say, this blueberry wheat is delicious and nutritious. Compliments of Patty Matascala. Dilo, what do you have? You know, I I can't read anything because I have these sunglasses on, but it looks to me like I have two cans from the Highland Brewing Company from Asheville, North Carolina in the USA. I've got the date... Wow. I've got the Daycation IPA, which is a hoppy floral session beer at 4.9% alcohol by volume in a 12 fluid ounce can. And also in my right hand, I have the Star Chaser White, which is a bright citrus spicy ale, also a uh, unflattering 4.8% alcohol by volume. That one's delicious. That's what I I want to try that one next. It's so good. Pioneers in Craft. Highland Brewing. Dilo, I bought a six-pack of the Daycation IPA when I was in South Carolina this past weekend. So Did I you? Can, I can speak to it. Yeah. And what I can tell you is that it's a pretty amazing IPA for something that's that low ABV. That low in ABV. 4.9%. I want to try it. That Here. would make it a session. A sessionable uh, it is a IPA. sessionable IPA. Dilo, which, uh, which one of these beers are you going to shotgun this week? <laughs> or this month, rather? You know, I I, I think tried. the Daycation sounds most like the Natterday. Yeah, I think, you know. I, I tried, and I failed, and I think that was... I, I probably won't bother trying to I, I shotgun mean, a beer We for could just call that years. a dry r- or a wet run. Yeah. <laughs> no. A wet run. Hey, before we get into our trail of the month, can we talk about episode 80B? ADB was uh, it was a masterpiece. I think AD, it was brilliant. ADB was artwork. I think it was in audio might form. Been, might have been the best show ever. You know, I laughed so hard when I listened to it. Good. I mean, because you know, here's the thing. Uh, a, a little like behind the scenes for the listeners. I never listened to the trail show because I'm here for it. So I, I pretty much never listened right. to it. You know. Right. Um, I listened to that thing like start to finish. Uh, I, I listened to like half of it on the way into work, and then. And then, like, half of it on the way home. And I was cracking up the whole time. Like, all of the different background sounds. I was like, what's he going to do next? Oh, it's bing bong balls. (laughs) I wish Trail Show Nation could have seen the uh, contentment. The glee. That Disco had at home, sitting in the recliner, making that show. (laughs) Every time I walked through, it was like he, he was just, like, the happiest moment of his life. It was the funnest episode I've ever edited. And, like Spesh, I normally don't. I mean, I have to listen to the show again when I'm editing a show, but after I edit the show and send it out to be QC'd, I don't, I don't listen to shows again, typically, but I think I've listened to that show three times now, and <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's like, I, I put it together, and I often find I'm waiting, like, who did I put in there next? Or, like, what, what sound effect is next? But, you know, I kind of started it out like it was a normal show, like we heard an audio clip from Herodicy. And yeah. I mentioned the Trail Show t-shirts, which we sold this past month. Many thanks to everybody who bought a shirt, by the way. I'm wearing one of the green ones tonight. Yeah, Kelly I Green. Up, I picked up one of those, too. I still think we should call it Special Green. Special oh, yeah, green. I like it. But but the, the interesting thing, I think like 90%, maybe 95% of people that heard show ADB got the joke. They realized, oh, it's April 1st. Uh, they read the, the show notes, which... Made no sense if 
you compare the show notes to what was actually played. I also mentioned <laughs> D- Dios de los Tontos. Dia de los Tontos. Yeah, which is Day of the Fools in the show notes. But there were a few bean counters that sent us messages that were very confused. What's happening? Is the trail show changing their format? What I don't understand. I had one listener, God love him, who who told me first that he was going to listen to the show at two times speed because he was a little upset because he was a, a completist, completionist. So he had to listen to it <laughs> even though it wasn't a normal show. Oh, he's going to go then, to completion. And then he started asking me what each sound effect was. And I'm thinking like, dude, if you didn't listen to it at two times speed, you would know what you were listening to. Like, I, I love that. I love that they what? were committed enough to listen to it. But, <laughs> hey, that's a but, they're like, but they were like annoyed enough with it. They're like, I'm I'm doubling the speed. Yeah. So no blazing, just making faster. But anyway, yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. Someone compared it to 2001: Space Odyssey. Somebody compared it to uh, I don't know. Some other Kubrick film and uh, Mona of, Lisa. The Mona Lisa. Yeah. I don't know. One of our our listeners and uh, donor this month, Dan Thompson, said, "By the way, I just listened to episode 80B. I think it's your best yet. I'm going to recommend it to all my friends as a great introduction to the Trail Show." <laughs> if you haven't listened to 80B at this point, you need to go do so right now. And I would actually recommend that it could probably put you into a meditative state. Yeah. Uh, honestly, the, there are some of them that, that kind of are just because of the background sound yeah. that you use. Like, I think there was one that had, like, the water lapping against the dock yeah. or something like that. Yeah. And I was like, oh, so trail show very Nation. relaxed. It, it, any of you out there that have trouble sleeping, I would highly recommend right when you get in bed and pull up the covers, you put some headphones in and you put on ADB and you listen to it start to finish and you'll be fast asleep. Dila. So ADB was that April Fool's episode? That's right. Yeah. I listened to like 15 seconds of that. Well, that was so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> Did you speed it up so you could get through? No, it after 15 seconds, I just turned it off. I said, Disco, this is ridiculous. <laughs> you, you're uh, going to have to go back. I have yeah, to, you got to start uh, over now. I got to go somewhere else now. I'm done. I think, I think I can speak for Trail Show Nation in that if, if you listen to the first couple episodes of the Trail Show and then this episode, you can see just the evolution of sound <laughs> effects and just how far how far Disco has come. And, and you just appreciate, so far, I mean. appreciate how the, the expertise <laughs> has advanced. Now he's got a whistle, so good luck. <laughs> I love that he went that he went old school with the with the sound effect and the slide whistle. Yeah, it's a real slide whistle, people. That's what your donations are going to. You're buying us instruments. Can we just check in with that blueberry wheat real quick? Uh, it's good. I That's read the delicious. can, man. Yeah, that, that, that was really good. Tasty, it's from, uh, tasty, tasty. Pisgah Brewing Company. The blueberries are just like a subtle, flavorful explosion after the sip. You're just the like, great thing is that we just oh. had birthday blueberry pie. Yeah, yeah. it went well. Wow. We did. Is nice it someone's period. birthday? I'm sure, it's someone's birthday today. <laughs> it's always someone's should birthday. Should we sing a birthday song to Pod? I, yeah. I would, which song we should don't we know sing? That song. Do uh, we, we want to do <laughs> classic Happy Birthday, or do we want to do like the? Let's do the dark. What the about dark. a dark version? What yeah. about a horse with no name? That I was singing before. That's not a. That's birthday not song. a birthday song. Oh, but uh, that's kind of fun, though, right? Skittles. <laughs> how does the dark version it's of more Happy fun Birthday than Happy go? Birthday. Happy birthday. Ooh. Happy birthday. People dying everywhere. Something else. Sorrow fills the air. Happy birthday. 
Thank you. It's like that a funeral dirge. By the way, it happens to be Scooby's birthday tomorrow. Hey. No. Oh. It was yesterday. Wow. Oh, it's this week. <laughs> I just forgot now. And I think it's yesterday. Steve Stairs. You're really oh, yeah. getting old, huh? I know, right? The professor. Yeah, my Uber, my Lyft driver today was like, "Oh, my birthday's the next week. Maybe we're the same age." Uh, he was going to undergrad at CU. I was like, I'm "Pretty sure we're not. Pretty sure we're not the same age." But thanks. All right, let's get into Trail of the Month. We're going to a part of the world I don't think we've ever gone to. We haven't in seven years of Trail Show. We're going to Central America, people. There is a new trail in Costa Rica called Sendero Costa Rica, and our good friend Skittles had the opportunity to hike it all. Did you guys hike the trail? What did you do? We hiked from one coast to the other. We took a bit of a scenic route that we went with a guide, and our guide Orlando took us on a route that went past his house, which is kind of in the middle of nowhere. Okay. I guess it's going to be an alternate to what's the official route. So do you have to have a guide to hike this trail? (laughs) That, I think, is going to be the most common question, and... On their website, their frequently asked question says, can I do El Camino de Costa Rica by myself? And it says, no, we do not recommend that you do it by, do it alone. Um, their website has a KMZ file that you can download. They've got a whole list of places that you can stay. I feel like you could do it all on your own, except for there's one section that's an indigenous area. Okay. You need permission. You pay for the right to go through there. You either need to have a guide or they might work on setting something up in the future. It's a new trail where maybe one of the locals would guide you through there. It's about two days of hiking, um, but that's the one section where I certainly would not recommend that people just go out there and start wandering around without any idea of what they're doing or right. where they're at. So I guess we should back up. Uh, how long is the trail? Where does it start and finish? How do you get to the start? Of the trail, <laughs> like w- as a U.S. hiker, like give us some logistics. So the trail is 280 kilometers. It starts on you could either start either way, but basically most people start on the Caribbean coast. It's a little town called Parasima that is very difficult to get to. There's a turtle sanctuary there. Oh, um, but oh, that to sounds get, cool. To get to it, you take a bus from I forget what the main town is. It's San Jose. <laughs> Yeah, San, San that's the yeah. capital. Yeah. So San Jose, there's there's two bus stations in San Jose. There's a Caribbean and a Pacific bus station. You got to get to the Caribbean bus station, take a bus, and you need to get kind of the information on the website which road to get to. But you take a bus to a gravel road. Our bus just like stopped in the middle of this busy road and dropped us off while traffic was backing up behind it. <laughs> and then we rented a local taxi, which is basically just somebody with a car that right? will drive you. It's yeah. like Lyft. Yeah. yeah. And they drive you down these remote gravel roads, and the car is bottoming out because we have some big people in there and, like, six people in this little tiny car. And then you get to a waterway where you would have to take a boat down to Prismo and then take – from there you take another boat back to where you can start hiking. I did not do all that. (laughs) Okay. Because our guide had said it was, you know, take a couple days and it would cost quite a bit. And so we just took a – um, taxi to where you can start walking, which is off of this canal. The canal's at sea level, but you're not on the ocean. And I kind of regret making that decision that we didn't start at the ocean. We okay. started where you can start walking, but right. it would have been nicer to actually start on the Caribbean coast. 
and, and go coast to coast. I assume it yeah, so finishes it, on the Pacific Ocean. So it finishes on the Pacific Ocean in Capos. So is your hike invalid? I, <laughs> it is, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. I would think it is. I yeah. think I need to go back. <laughs> I need to go back and do it again. Huh. I okay. Like I need to start over. I we think did we should start at sea level. I, th- I think we got to. Th- we're done. Come back, come we're, back later. And yeah, in, in, I think this interview? this interview is over okay. because our interviewee is an invalid hiker. <laughs> invalid <laughs> hiker. Invalid. <laughs> How many k do you think you cut off by starting where you could walk, as opposed to starting where it was difficult? Well, we did the two hundred and eighty k's of walking. Okay. The boat ride isn't counted as far as the kilometers sure. but it feels like you should start at the ocean and hike ocean to ocean because right. that's kind of the trail <laughs> right right so you have to spend a little more money in what what was the terrain that, like hmm. yeah talk to us about the terrain how so jungly jungly where you start on the coast the first day was just flat and full of banana plantations oh. and it was hot and humid sounds awesome jungle i did not mm-hmm. the area was interesting, but I did not enjoy the heat and humidity of it, and I was kind of worried about the hike at that point. But you soon start climbing up into the mountains. It kind of wasn't too jungly other than the indigenous area and where we finished kind of by Orlando's house. A lot of it's just kind of really deep green valleys, and Hmm. you climb up and over ridges and down in. What kind of wildlife did you uh, encounter? Specifically, did you see any poison dart frogs? I did see a poison dart frog. <gasps> really? Of them. Yes. Babies. Really? What type of poison dart frog do you know? The green one. What, <laughs> would, would, would that be the Dendrobatus erratus? It may have been. It was green. <laughs> we also saw little red ones. Ooh, Bastamientos, maybe? Yeah. That's the Bastamientos. <laughs> Pimento. I'm probably what? saying it wrong. No, that's And I might word. be getting it mixed up, actually, with a different one. Hmm. Does, um, does the trail go. Anywhere near Chiripo, the tallest mountain in Costa Rica? It goes, it's a little bit north of it. Okay. Um, so, but it's not too far away. At any point, can you see both coasts? We could not. From that mountain, suppose you can. Yeah. I don't know if you could. We were kind of in clouds when we got high. We went up over 9,000 feet as our high point. Wow. And... You know, That's legit. Was, That's, yeah. Come over how, how, different, how different is the forest when you get up that high? It's completely different than down below. I can't remember the names of all the trees, but they've got some really tall trees, and there's all the like jungly vines hanging off of it. Um, we were largely on backcountry roads, but a few of the trails we were on, you couldn't go off trail because you would have to be like... It was too thick. Yeah. You just mentioned the few trails you were on. Is this more, <laughs> is this more of a, a road walk than a hiking on single track trail hike? Yeah, I kind of... Describe it, and I knew what I was getting into when I went down there, so I wasn't disappointed. But it's not something that might not appeal to somebody who just wants to be on a single track trail hiking from coast to coast. It's more, I would say, exploring Costa Rica on foot. We stayed with host families probably 40% of the time, maybe 50%, where we were sleeping on their floor and they were cooking meals for us, and we got to spend time with them. And we had a guide who was telling us about the area. I would um, friend of the trail show Buck Thirty enjoy this trail. Buck Thirty would hate it. Okay, really? <laughs> but he likes to road walk. I thought <laughs> so, uh, they have Cokes. <laughs> they have Coca Cola. Yeah, they have Coke there. They have lots of Coca Cola down there, right? They do yeah. have Coke just about every little store. Yeah. But do they have Diet Coke? 
No. Yes, that's, they, no, do. they do. They yes. do. They do not have fountain drinks. The only place I saw. Oh, that, that's it for like Buck it. 30. The only fountain drink Done. I saw was Get in me out the here. Subway store in Cabos. Oh, <laughs> he's, he's off the trail. What about resupply? What was the resupply situation? Or are you eating uh, with families and the people you stayed with? So we didn't have to carry a lot of food because we did eat a lot with the families that we stayed with. We would eat breakfast with them, hike, maybe have lunch, and then often be eating someplace again that night. I think maybe three days of food was about the most we carried at any one time. Um, there's little stores, you know, everywhere. Not a lot that you can buy for resupply. You have to. Right. Was your guide really helpful to kind of facilitate those those stays and those meals and things like yeah. that? He was calling ahead basically every day. He had some phone card that was magic because we were out in the middle of nowhere mm-hmm. on these ridges, and he'd be calling ahead to somebody's house and saying, "Hey." Can we stay there tonight? Wow. There was one night we were really late hiking after dark to try to get to a place to stay. And he ran ahead to like knock on somebody's door and ask if they could cook a meal for us. Like wasn't prearranged and they cooked Hmm. for us. And then we slept kind of out back in this little patio area. What did these stays cost? It varied. And that was difficult for me because, you know, I don't speak the language very much down there. And it was kind of up to us to negotiate in the morning Hmm. You don't want to give too little, but it was hard to hmm. to know. And I can't remember what the equivalent was, but basically we were, you know, for four of us, we were paying like $60 for mm-hmm. the night, including hmm. meals. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's yeah. not bad. It, yeah. I, it's been 21 years since I've been to Costa Rica, but the one thing I remember is how good the food was down there. I don't know what you thought about, like, especially the home-cooked meals, but it, all the cooked meals I had when I was there were phenomenal. Yeah, they were great. I mean, it's all fresh food. It's all stuff yeah. that, you know, it comes from the area, you know, the, the fruit and a lot of rice and beans and the right. pinto de gallo. But we ate so well. I mean, we were doing really short days, so I wasn't, like, burning off a ton of calories, but I definitely put on weight. Oh, no kidding. Nice. So, okay, That's so a you, good hike. <laughs> were you yeah. doing short days because your guide wanted to do short days or because of some other restriction? No, our guide could have hiked a lot faster than what we were doing. Um, okay. I was hiking with a friend. The whole reason I went down there was I have a friend that I met on the Appalachian Trail, and he moved down there with his wife and lives down there now. When I met him on the Appalachian Trail, he was probably in his younger 60s, and now he's 80 years old. Wow. So the reason we were doing shorter days was because that's what okay. he could do. It was, you know, some of the trails, like in the indigenous area and some of the trails towards the end, were similar to some of the worst trails in New Zealand, too. <laughs> it was muddy and not no easy backs. hiking. And, you know, this guy was just powering wow. through stuff. It was really impressive. Uh, George Hornbean, um, yeah, Night Owl is his trail name. Was, wow. That's cool. awesome. Was it the kind of mud that would stick to your shoes and then just Like the New form Mexico mud? This, like, thick, like, six-inch pile of like crust of mud on the bottom of your shoe and then you had to like stop and scrape it off and then it just would happen again in 10 feet there was places that happened that way and then there was also places where we actually had to help my friend get unstuck because he got stuck in kind of a clayish mud hole and Hmm. we had to like pry under his foot to get it out of the mud that was that was only about a two-day section Mm -hmm. it's not that's only two days days of getting Uh, your feet stuck in the mud so that's that's not quicksand that sounds a little bit more like Slow sand? Yeah. Slow, or sticky sand? Slow suction. <laughs> Just like sand. octopus sand, maybe? Yeah. 
I think there's poisonous snakes in Costa Rica. <laughs> what what do you do you have to worry about jaguars and like what like what do you need to be concerned with from animal and insect realms? So, yeah, there are poisonous snakes, the uh, Fortinlance and there's Ooh. a few others that I think that are poisonous down there. Um, there's a few poisonous creatures. As long as you can see where you're walking um, and where you're camping, it seemed all right. I wasn't very afraid of seeing, I don't think I actually saw any poisonous snakes when I was down there. Mm-hmm. Our guide had a story about somebody, he actually used to lead outward bound groups down there. Hey now. And they had a kid that got bit by a poisonous snake and it took him 15 hours to evacuate him. Luckily, it did end up being a dry bite, but um, wow, could have been a pretty serious situation. Yeah, and, I mean, you get bit by a Ferdelance, this is a That's big problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and most of that hike, you're... Actually, we did see two dead snakes that were venomous, but most of the hike, you're on roads are pretty close to some place where you could get assistance. There's a few places where you'd be about a day away from assistance, and if you got bit there, you'd probably be in trouble. I got a fun story about <laughs> Costa Rican uh, wildlife. I, I, way back before I ever did a long hike, I was hiking in Costa Rica, and I heard this like noise, this sound like a scream and like just this terrible scream. And I was like, I don't know what this is. And I kept walking. I heard more and more. And it just yeah. sounded like, like a devil or something was out in the woods. And it turned out to be howler monkeys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I had no idea what they were. Yeah. And I didn't know they existed until that point in time. And it's pretty cool to hike in a, in a, mm-hmm. to, in a place where you're not totally aware of all the animals that are there. And suddenly you're you're in. It feels very magical yeah, we to went be in a realm. To sleep like that. to holler monkeys fairly often. You know they're just wow. in the trees in the background going. To, yeah, they're music. cool. Yeah, it's a it's a neat world. When I first started uh, suffering from insomnia way back in college, I used to have these uh, these tracks of like jungle sounds. Oh yeah, yeah. Whale songs or whatever. Right. So I got this new one, you know, (laughs) and I'm sitting there listening to it, and it's like it's it's rainforest or something like that, and it's just like distant birds and chirps and this and that and rain. It's like trail show eighty B. It's real nice. And then all of a sudden, the howler monkeys like (laughs) apparently set up shop right next to the recording device because it was loud. Hey, what was the water situation like? What kind of what did you just drink freely from sources that were uh, good? Skittles <laughs> drinks from anything. yeah, this guy. <laughs> yeah, but you're in the jungle. This is so, you know. So we were what, hiking. Did you just drink? You have no idea. We were hiking with a guide, and yeah. you know, so we did treat most what? of the water. What? What? Skittles? I, I, I kind of started leading them astray because I was just filling up. My water bottle from the water sources fairly often, and yeah. uh, by the end of the hike, most of them were just filling up their water. And the water sources, uh, yeah. the, were the water sources good? I mean, what were they? Yeah, like springs, when you, streams. When you weren't near a town, like if you were out in the backcountry, the water sources were little yeah. streams and started above you in the mountains. Mm-hmm. If you were close to a community, you would not. Oh yeah, drink forget about the water. it. But this is also a guy who doesn't has never filtered a single thing of water, even <laughs> even in the water we got out of the. Great Divide Basin, where there were cow patties like floating in the water. So, yeah, it'd be yeah. fine. But then, I had some of the best water ever. I know. In the green. He found <laughs> a, a well in the water, like a solar power, powered well, but it was off the little. Like, hey, what road. does this have to do with Costa Rica? What's we're talking on? about water. <laughs> this is a good story. This is a good story. So, there's, there's the main kind of road I that you stay it. on through the Great Divide <laughs> Basin. And there was a, a solar-powered well, but it was probably point two or something oh, off no, the main I could road. see you on the trail. I was, like, waving at you, telling so Skittles, you this is the best water ever. Skittles goes over to check out the well, <laughs> and it was incredible water. So he packed out 
six liters of water, which was enough to get him to town the next day. Even in the hotel room, he still had water from <laughs> the water. And I was still drinking that water over the town water. It was so good. Hey, that's fair. It was awesome. So Why are there um, cricket? I, I can still think of a few springs that I've I've gotten water from or like water sources that I've gotten and like oh man. Yeah. Just so yeah. so good. So, so good. sweet. So cold. So did fresh. it rain? The weather was surprisingly nice. We had like three days of rain. The day that it rained the hardest on us, and we were out in the middle of nowhere and miserable. Orlando didn't tell us this, but we came around a corner at the end of the day, and I thought we were going to have to set up camp, and it was wet, and we were soaked. Come around a corner, there's this cabin out in the middle of nowhere. It's a ramshackle cabin. He had the key to it, opened the door, and we went in and stayed in this cabin wow. and tried out. So nice. that was a beautiful surprise, but... We had very little rain. I mean, we were there during the dry season, just mm-hmm. at the start of yeah, the dry season. Yeah. So, hmm. You wouldn't want to be in another wet season, would you? No, I don't think so. It mm-hmm. could be miserable, and that mud yeah. would have been much, much, much worse. worse. Yeah. Would, you, would you go back and do it again? Um, I would go back. I've, the reason I was interested in the first place was to see if they could use some trail work <laughs> you know, in the winter. Yeah. and Can something for me to do in the winter. There's two sections, that you know that indigenous section, and they're talking about doing some trail work there and making the trail nicer. Um, they need to work with the locals and right. have them on board with whatever they would do there because those are the trails they use to connect their little communities that are out kind of in the middle of nowhere. I don't know that I would go back and hike this again. I would recommend it to people that want to see Costa Rica but not see the normal touristy things, want to see kind of more rural areas, things that are a little bit all the way and get a feel for the people. We stayed and talked to the people as much as we could. Um, you know, we met families with their little kids. We saw the people riding off on their horses with the machetes to go work in the morning. Just to me, it was a wonderful experience. It was different than a through hike. It was more just exploring the country, but I enjoyed it a lot. My mindset was right going into it. I knew what I was getting into. We were doing short days and we weren't doing, you know, a lot of wilderness hiking. And how many days long was this hike and how many kilometers was it? So it was 280 kilometers. We did 15, we did 15 days, um, you could do it in eight or nine okay. days if yeah. you wanted to. And what month were you there? Or mid-November to early December, I think it was. Okay. It was down so maybe it wasn't quite as hot as it would be, say, in July, August? No. The temperature doesn't you know, range that much. And, okay. And when we were up high, when we were at 9,000 feet, it was actually cold. Yeah, We bet. were kind I of bet. freezing a few mornings starting up there. And once we were away from either coast, the coasts were kind of miserable and hot and humid. I was fine, and I'm a person that doesn't do that well in the heat. So once we got up into the mountains at all, the temperatures were just fine. Anybody else have questions about Camino de Costa Rica? How often did you see the frogs? (laughs) 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 Um, Actually, we saw them a couple days early in the trip. I didn't see them after that. But we saw lots of cool wildlife. We saw the spider monkeys, and um, we saw some black cat, which I guess is really rare, that ran across the trail. The coolest sighting for me was actually our first day we saw a sloth. It was, oh. was climbing down the tree, so it you was like at eye sloth. level and probably from so the POD away, which was, what, eight feet or so away. And it just kind of sat there and looked at us for a while, and then it scurried back up the tree. It moved so, so when you land. say scurry, Wait. this is yeah. a sloth. So yeah, how long like, did this scurry take? Um, maybe five minutes or so. Yeah. <laughs> go, go ten feet. But I felt kind of bad because Orlando was telling us that the sloths stay in the tree all the time except for when they have to poop. And he said oh, it's like no. twice a week or something. Yeah. They'll climb down to poop because they don't want to do it from the tree so that the predators can find them. 
So I'm not sure if the sloth had made it down to poop already and it was on his way back up, or if we oh, bummer, made man. it expend all that energy going back up. Had to the pinch tree. it off you interrupt early. His, you interrupted his poop. <laughs> yeah, it's that's probably cool. a, a poop really big moment. That's totally not. Can you cool. imagine if you only went twice a week and yeah. somebody interrupted you? And some I mean, dude <laughs> with blonde hair, full head of blonde hair, came like staring at you. You're like, hey, take me up the tree. Quickly, quickly. As quick as a sloth. Do you, do you suppose its entire inner monologue is just... <laughs> ah, <laughs> much slower than that, probably. Yeah. So, yeah, take it down a notch. Oh. <laughs> Skittles, but, where can people get info? Is there a website? Is there somewhere people a, can go? Yeah, there's a website. If you just search for Camino de Costa Rica, and I think that's actually, yeah, it is a website name, CaminoDeCostaRica.org. Um, there's information on places to stay, who to contact to get a guide. Um, I would think they'll be moving towards having people hike on their own because they're going to have to if they keep getting more people there. They just have to figure out, like I said, I think the indigenous area would be the one bad place. But I would suggest if you're going, even if you want to hike on your own, contacting them first and getting a little information from the organization. Some ground information. Yeah. And cool. by the way, for those interested, 280K is about 174 miles. In God's country. Our, our listeners. Right. Our listeners Swami, take that. Our listeners don't do, they, they talk miles, Dilo. They don't talk kilometers. Come on. But if you're going to Costa Rica, you, you have, have to know have to kilometers. kilometers. That's why I yeah. asked him how many kilometers the trail was. Didn't you pick up on that disco? I got it. I got okay. it. Can we all end this segment with monkey sounds? You know, I think that if we just started calling kilometers cloms, yeah. We could really get people on board. Oh, with so yeah, Does not that like, click sounds a little too. Eh. Yeah. But cloms, if we were just like, yeah, you know, how many cloms is it? <laughs> I can do. I can do a monkey face. You yeah, let's do I'm just out there slaying cloms. Yes, a monkey face will really go well on the Three, podcast. Two, one, monkey sounds. <laughs> <laughs> All that's, right, that's great. We got to take a break. When the trail show comes back, we got an audio update from Moon Kid and a wild card segment you don't want to miss. Ooh. Oh, boy. Hey, this is Yard Sale. And Bandit. And we're checking in live from the Hillary Trail in New Zealand. And, and we, we never, never listen to, to the, the trail, trail show. show. Oh, man. We recycled that one. We've been playing that one before. This episode of the Trail Show podcast is brought to you by Visit Spearfish. I said it before and I'll say it again. If you're a listener of the Trail Show podcast and you're probably not, you'll want to make plans to visit Spearfish, South Dakota. Somehow, Spearfish has been flying under people's radars, which is crazy. Because this place should definitely be number one on everybody's places I need to visit list. Hiking, mountain biking, rock climbing, geocaching, fly fishing. You can do all of this and more in Spearfish. That's because the city is located in the Black Hills of South Dakota. If you're not familiar, Black Hills National Forest is like a 1.2 million acre playground full of outdoor adventure. In Spearfish, you can check out three epic waterfalls, bike through Spearfish Canyon, or tackle famous trails like the 76 Trail, Crow Peak Trail, and Iron Creek Trail. And that's only the beginning. When you need a break, 
Check out the great restaurants and breweries for the, a taste of the local fare. Do yourself a favor and go find your adventure in Spearfish, South Dakota. Trust me, folks, you really have to go. Before you do, request your copy of the Spearfish Adventure Guide at visitspearfish.com. Hey, we cracked some new beers since we did. last break. What are We've got a, a Clockwork Orange. Where is that from? Where's the can, That's D-Lo? from the Where's land of the skills. Can? Oh, you had oh, one was that, job. Was that a Minnesota? Not to It's burp. from Minnesota uh, in the United States of America. Let's see. This looks to be about 4.5% ABV. It's the Clockwork Orange. It's a Witz beer. It's quite delicious. With orange cloves, orange cloves, and coriander. And a Witz beer like for all seasons. Because it's a Witz beer. This is how you read the label for a Witz beer. PLT. <laughs> It's brewed and packaged by Clockwork Brewing of Minneapolis, Minnesota. It sounds like you're drunk. It might be. Is that your drunk accent? <laughs> no, it's I was his, trying to do my kind of like German, um, angry German accent. With the lisp know. as well. Yeah, with the I don't know. It's just. Trying. Are you uh, from Germany? Do you have no, a, a complaint to lodge against No, I don't. I just, it's, it's a Witzbier, so I want to talk like I was from Germany. Did know, we open else? any other ones from Patty? We did. Hold on. I have to For, from Patty saunter who? over there. Patty Matiskela. Hey, forget about hey. it. Pasta bowls. Big as your head. Big I can maybe. see there's going to be Bigger. an accident over here. We already talked about that yeah, one. Yeah, we talked we about, talked about on, this man. one? Come on, The staycation IPA or daycation? The daycation yeah. IPA. This is not. Is this from Patty? Yes. yes. Patty Matiskela. So it looks like we've got the Palmetto Trail Ale. We haven't opened any of those. I know, but we've got the Appalachian Amber Ale and what's that dragon one? Dragon's Milk. Oh, it's Dragon, Dragon Trail. Trail. <laughs> it's the Dragon Trail. <laughs> the official beer of. Oh, wait, 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 wait. This one I'm very excited about. The Hopness Monster. Oh, oh Catawba. Catawba, which oh. is in Virginia, also in the United States of America. Actually, it's from Morganton, uh, North Carolina, brewed by the Catawba Brewing Isn't Company. Isn't Catawba where the North? home place is? Yeah, I yeah, thought Catawba was like awesome. in uh, Virginia, yeah. right? All you can eat. It's very confusing. Maybe Morgan. Maybe Morganton, North Carolina, is just on the other side. Oh my God! Maybe it's just on the other side of the Appalachians. Cool. (laughs) So we got some good ones still to get into. Yeah, excellent. Palmetto Trail Ale coming at you next. RJ Rockers out of Spartanburg, South Carolina, right next to my hometown. Oh yeah, RJ Rockers. I've been there. They have a, a spot in the Greenville Airport that we've dined yes. at. Yes. And oh had beverages. dined at. there. So you've had some R.J. Rockers beverages before. I have. Oh. I will say that R.J. Rockers sounds a little bit like a like a furniture warehouse. <laughs> I don't know. Was that a... Was, I don't know if that was the proper place to play the rock. RJ Rockers. I don't know. I don't know. Come get your rocking chair. To me, I, when I hear rockers, I just think of like reggae. You know, like... Rockers. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm like hoping somebody's like, gonna make it's a like joke. a like a whaler's uh, <laughs> like a uh, good joke band. or a yeah. bad joke. <laughs> yeah. What do you want? Yeah. Something. Uh, Triplo, do you have any jokes you could tell so I could play this sound effect correctly? <laughs> what do you What do you call a cow with no legs? <laughs> what what um, do you call a cow with no legs? Ground beef. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. You're gonna have to I've edit that out because we've heard that one. Yeah. <laughs> so right. we have a, an audio clip from Moon Kid, which is about trails. So let's see where he's at. Okay, cool. Hey guys, how are you doing? Well, first of all, I have a, a small song for you. Happy birthday Ooh. to you. <laughs> Happy birthday, POD. I hope uh, everything is doing well for all of you. 
Well, me, I'm still Mexico. Maybe you can hear there is a lot of uh, noise around me. I'm just in the center of, um, of Guanajuato, which is a beautiful city, uh, kind of a historic place with a lot of uh, colonial architecture, and that's very, very nice. I, uh, I have a bed in a backpacker's hostel tonight, and uh, a beautiful view on the main cathedral, so I'm very lucky tonight. It's not, it's not so bad. <laughs> so, um, but, well, it, it has not been all the time very, very well in, in Mexico, actually. In the southern southern part of Mexico, I I got a few trouble, and uh, I had to slow down. So um, yeah, a lot of twists and turns actually. First of all, I got beaten by a dog, so that was very light. So that wasn't actually bad, but um, I decided to go to the, to a city to Oaxaca to see a doctor, and uh, so of course um, return trip. And uh, so I lost, I lost some time first because of this. And secondly, when I got to Oaxaca, so I need a few days to to get Oaxaca, but actually on foot. And did so, I got sick, and uh, I had to take a few days to rest up there. And when I resumed the walk after this, I was very, very weak, so I lost a lot of time. And actually, that was the first time that it actually happened to me that I couldn't understand why I was so weak, but um, I had absolutely no energy. And I think it's not only because of the of the illness that I got that was more on this, but, well, I just had to slow down. Actually, I had absolutely no choice about this. So um, I did, and after about one week, at a very slow pace, making small distances every day just got better so yeah got better and better and uh, now I'm feeling good for a few times I've been on the Camino Real de Tierra Adentro so <laughs> I don't know how to translate this actually POD that's uh, your job <laughs> and um, how do you translate it POD so it's called the Camino Real de Tierra Adentro, which is the direct translation of that is uh, like the real path of the interior. Okay. So it's a historic trail that goes from Oaxaca up to Santa Fe. Santa Fe, New Mexico? Yeah. Really? Yeah. This is a long trail. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, it's like the Camino. It's that type of a... Path that goes through cities and small towns and stuff. But it's not walking the road shoulder of a paper. That's right. So that's that's not a trail, but that's a historical itinerary going from Mexico City up to Albuquerque, I guess, in New Mexico in the USA. So I'm just going to follow that route to the the American border, and from there I, I will take the CDT, of course. But in Mexico, that's very nice. So there is no actual track to, to hike. Most of, most of the time, I'm still on the road. But, well, the, there are many, many um, very nice towns and cities with, with colonial architectures and a lot of tradition. That week, that last week, that was just uh, the Holy Week. So, um, to Easter. So, um, there was a lot of festivities and uh, processions and... 
That was very nice to see all of these, particularly for the Easter day. They made, um, they exploded in the street some uh, some piñatas, like um, yeah. some human big dolls. And um, <laughs> there was one which was actually the the piñata of Donald Trump. <laughs> that was uh, the last one then. They made it explode, and everything was very happy in the street. <laughs> hey, so if you could send us a clip and, of that. Uh, yeah, there is a very nice mood here. I enjoy it very much because I like history, too. So I am, I am in my element, you know. And uh, still going up north. I'm going to see some friends on the way. And, yeah, making my way to the, to the northern part of Mexico, to the to desertic part a little bit more. So... We'll see how it goes next month. Well, see you. Ciao. Thank you, Moon Kid, for another clip. If you subscribe to his Facebook page or his YouTube channel special, there is video of the Donald Trump pinata being exploded. Is there? Okay, I'm going to have to yes, check that out. there is. Tune it's in. hanging. Like, they ha- hang all these pinatas between the buildings, and they explode them, and it kind of, like, spins and stuff, yeah. and they... It's pretty pretty cool. How do they explode a piñata? I don't know. They put like, you know... Like fireworks? Yeah, they put fireworks on them. But not like the kind that shoot out color. I want to say kind of like M80s, but they're not that strong. <laughs> okay. You know what I mean? Okay. That kind of a firework. It's, okay. it's probably got to be, you know, like the uh, those poppers that that shoot out the little poppers. Streamers. Yeah, just like yeah. sparks. Yeah. yeah. All right, Skittles. We're throwing it over to you for trail tip of the month. I'll remind folks, Skittles gave us a very good trail tip a few months back that involved if you have like a hand radio or walkie-talkie and the antenna breaks, you can take your tent stake and like kind of just fashion it where the antenna used to be and you can actually have a normal conversation over your walkie-talkie as if the antenna wasn't broken. But this month you got something new for us, right? I do. I actually, you just mentioned it earlier today, but I have Two of them that hopefully oh, you can do two. Oh, wow. Yes, please. One, one is more related to the Forest Service crew again, and then the other one more towards long-distance hiking. Um, for the Forest Service crew, for digging a hole, a Plasky oh. is, like, the best instrument Amazing. ever. It takes, like, two swings. You've got, like, a 10-inch deep hole. We always carry one back to camp with us. It's usually the worst Plasky we have with us, and we call it the Pooh. Lasky. <laughs> 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 yeah. And and the Plasky is better than the hoe or better than the other tools just because of the heft it digs yeah. really oh, yeah, quick. Totally. So if you're on a trail crew, bring a Pulaski with you. Or even if you're just out on a weekend backpacking trip. <laughs> yeah. Or why not? Pack in a Pulaski. Yeah. Or in Dilo's backyard. Yeah. I have a Pulaski. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I have a Pulaski. I do. Yeah. I've used it to dig holes It's a very good Instrument to start off Digging a hole (laughs) (laughs) All right. right. The other tip that I use A lot I guess when I'm hiking Is basically to hike at your own pace I hike Often with people that are a lot faster than me Including POD and Disco No And, And I generally, I'm not somebody who tries to keep up with the people that I'm hiking with. If I have to get up earlier in the morning or, you know, if I just catch up to them on break or catch up to them later at night, I feel like for me, the rhythm that I hike at is perfect for me. And to try to break that to go too fast or, you know, even slower, which I'm 
and we don't have to go slower. Everybody else is faster. But um, I feel like it's healthy for me. It keeps me from breaking down if I'm not hiking at a pace that's a little bit uncomfortable or offbeat. And so I think some people are afraid to like not hike all the time with the people that they're with out there. And, you know, I enjoy the time to myself and then I enjoy the time, you know, camping with others and staying with others. So I just encourage people, if you're doing a long distance hike, don't worry about staying with your friends like every moment of the day or trying to hike their pace. Just go at your own pace. Got to hike your own hike, man. That's that's right. You know, well, I've, got, I've actually saying. got a, we should, that's <laughs> it. Uh, we should do something. I actually have a related trail tip, which is that if you're a faster hiker, uh, and, uh, you're like, you know, waiting for your friend or whatever to meet up with you at break time. Uh, two things. One, um, have some fun, just sit your backpack there and then hide behind like a log <laughs> or something <laughs> like that. Uh, and then just wait, wait for them to show up and then just keep waiting and, and wait until like they really start to look around for you a little bit and start going like, Hey, uh, hello, hello. And then, and then keep waiting. <laughs> and and then wait a little bit more. Um and then the uh the other tip is actually um if you are the faster hiker and you and you've got your your friends meeting up with you at, at the break time, uh remember that their break only just started. So yeah. give them a minute, uh chill oh, yeah. out and don't be so antsy to uh to be the one who calls the end of break. Maybe kind of let that person be the one who calls the end of the break. Although I didn't worry too much about that either. Like if I got up to them and started taking a break with them and they're ready to go, like I don't want to affect their hike. So, you know, it varies with the individual, but if they want to get up and leave and I want to rest a little longer, I can rest a little longer too. Yeah, <laughs> true. During, uh, special, during that waiting period, kind of towards the end where you're waiting a little more and a little more uh-huh. and a little more, would it be okay to make howler monkey sounds <laughs> if you are not visible and kind of watch I, your I hiking I think if partner? you could do it in a way that sort of doesn't give away your location. Yeah, yeah. If you could then, do it like that. Yeah, you yeah, know? With, yeah. So that would be okay. Also, like taking small rocks and twigs and things like that and then no, throwing them. No, 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 no. You not can't. at them, but over no. in the direction. See, just, you know? No, you no. just. No, 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 no. You don't throw rocks. Don't throw rocks. D-Lo learned a D-Lo tough lesson. d did that, yeah. You don't throw rocks. I teach that lesson to my <laughs> six-year-old yeah. he likes that story <laughs> is that a burp <laughs> i don't know so no, salt- it's more like a wretched retching salty's not in studio tonight but we had a question for salty we did but we're gonna table it for next month. yeah we need salty oh, okay. in studio yeah. also when salty returns to studio there's gonna be a new rule we'll get to that in a little okay bit. very good okay i thought pod Wait, said is, that is, i'd be an apt fill-in for it's salty. true like I'd if the question <laughs> is about Skittles or Symphony Bar, no, it's not. Uh, no, it's like about electrolytes or something. We should yeah. have Skittles filled the nutrition question. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is a great idea. It might be interesting to to get both takes. You know, we'll read the question, yeah. we'll see what Skittles has got to say, <laughs> and then it'll be interesting to compare that to what Salty has to say. Yeah. Maybe we taking. could do that next month when we have Salty back on yeah. the show, right? We can. Like, it can be yeah. ask a salty yeah. Skittle. Yeah. <laughs> Is it Ask a Hiker? Ask no. A, no, it's what iTunes Top 5. Top 5. Oh, we and still do that show? We oh. still... Actually, right. you know what? We still do that segment. show. Why you do we what? do that segment? <laughs> I don't really want to do it this month, <laughs> then so don't maybe... Do really? Maybe we won't do it. Yeah. Let's How about we just go. do one? Hey. You know, I, I actually don't have any. 
Let, then uh, someone told me that they put some on there. Wait a minute. Let's be like Elsa. And I don't know. I don't have that sheet. Let it go. Let uh, it whoa, go. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Trails Illegal is really no. <laughs> yeah, nothing no, from no. Disney. Yeah, nothing no, from no Disney. Disney songs, man. No, not even derivative works, huh? Yeah, they probably huh. have already sent us a letter. <laughs> Triple O, can you talk to us about the Trail Show hotline? Can we get an update? Okay. <laughs> this is your chance. Are you tired of terrible cow jokes? Are you tired <laughs> of howler monkey sounds in the middle of the show? You can complain yourself by calling 720-893-2269. Now, I know you just forgot that, so go get a pen. And I'm going to tell you really easily how you can remember this. 720 is 720, which is like 420 plus 300. <laughs> That's All super, right. especially right. when you're super easy. Next okay. stone. That's real easy. <laughs> the next three digits are 893, which is the approximate amount of people starting the PCT every day in April. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have 22, which is a good solid day on a trail. 22. And then 69. I mean, I you got to remember that. I don't know. It's the number that comes after 68. <laughs> so once again, now that you yes, have your pen. Is. I've forgotten everything. Write it down. Some other thing that would help me remember. Seven two zero eight nine three two two six nine. And you guys, you can leave us a message. I will say this: when you leave a message, you are consenting to us using it on the show, or for really whatever else we want to use it for. So, uh, are you saying that in your official capacity as Trail Show Legal? Yeah, I'm saying that in my official capacity as Trail Show Legal and just as a fair warning. Yeah, um, so and just be warned, if you leave us a message, it may very well be played on air. It might so not, yeah. but it might. So what kind of messages do you think uh, people should be calling and leaving yeah. us? Yeah, what are we you looking, could, what are we you looking could at? You could ask yeah. a hiker question. Howler monkeys. Just call could, us yeah, howler monkeys. and <laughs> do your best howler monkey Impression. Or any animal. Yeah. You know what? Somebody, guess what animal somebody's totally going to call and then just leave all of ADB as the message. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Um, yeah, tough. questions, comments, concerns. How anger, about how suggestions? About anything you want. Confessions. Oh, this is a, yeah. So I've had an idea to do a segment on the trail show for a while, and I think that uh, since you set up this line, it would be a great... Uh, it actually facilitates this. If you have trail... Uh, confessions. Send them on in. Oh. Call the hotline. Let us know. Uh, you can leave those anonymously. We will use it, but obviously we won't use your name. Confessions of a yeah. hiker. Yeah, yeah, like that yeah. mile you skipped on the PCT. Back that poop that you didn't quite bury oh, fully. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And one thing I do want to hear, uh, for any of you PCT hikers that are out there on the trail right now, we're going to do a segment next month on the next show where we kind of talk about what's going on on the PCT as far as like high snowpack in the Sierra and early start dates. So if you're a PCT hiker that started, let's say in March this year or early April, call in and we just want to hear from you directly why you started so early. I remember seeing a photo like on March 25th of 25 hikers lined up at the monument. And I'm just curious why, PCT through hikers are starting so early this year, and if they know anything about the impending snowpack they're about to walk into in the Sierra. And again, if it was because that's the only permit you could get, tell us that. If it's because you came up with some, you heard some formula online that said you should you should start March twenty first, tell us that. Like whatever your reason is, tell us why you started as early as you did. 
Okay. Eight. Yeah. And just to reiterate, the number is 720-893-2269. We'll probably put it up on our Instagram or something like that, too. But should we, don't uh, count on it. We write like it down Should we sing it in a, in a jingle form? I like it. That was really great. Are uh, we gonna I think it's interesting that we all knew exactly how to end the 69. <laughs> <laughs> we knew. Trust your hotline oh, people get into it. Are we going to try to do this wild card segment this month or next month? Table it. Um, I, I say we table it Let's table for it. now to, to reach out. Uh, and see whether they're interested in like um, getting an interview oh, yes. on the show. Okay, okay. excellent. Yeah. Well, that'll be a little teaser. Let's do. The, you, you might have to go back and edit out earlier when you te- told everybody that we had a wild card. No, we segment. do that all the time, and then we don't do yeah. stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Keep them wanting yeah. more. The People don't remember. Yeah. No, they don't. That's true. <laughs> Especially this far into the show. But you should remember the trail zone number seven two zero eight nine three two two six nine. Should we do if you've made sure. it, If you've made it this far into the show, you're probably delirious by now, right? <laughs> I, w- I would hope I so. Before <laughs> we get into mailbag, I want to give a huge shout out to Maya Gonzalez Berry. Berry, really? Because she went to Cuba and downloaded oh, yeah. oh, yes! Yes! <laughs> to an episode of the Trail Show. <laughs> Thank you. So, Thank you. we now have one download and listen in Cuba. And, and she submitted photographic evidence? She did, did yeah. The, uh, uh, very clear photographic evidence. There were, like, multiple lines of, of uh, evidence in the one photo. D'Lo, can you pass a beer around this way? Any beer. Okay. What <clears throat> a good beer. Oh, the hot monster. Excellent. Okay, so item number one. Hello. So I've never listened to the trail show, but I still wanted to share that I turned 50 years old this year. After 50 trips around the sun, I wanted to do something memorable. Since the only way my family vacation is since the only way my family vacations is kayaking, fishing and or hiking, I am planning my first substantial multi-day hike. Some substantial to me at least. 50 miles seemed an appropriate goal for the occasion. I wanted you to know that listening to your experiences and advice and nonsense has really inspired me or cracked me up as I prepare for this hike. I especially like hearing about some of the environmental issues and the stories about different trail systems. While getting into shape, I've put on a bit of muscle and I've dropped 20 of the 30 pounds I'd like to lose. Boom. I usually don't listen to the trail show past episodes while I work out, so thanks for keeping me focused. (laughs) All right. (laughs) I do have an important question. Doing a true through hike isn't in the cards for me because of work and family at this point. And I realize 50 miles is a short walk compared to some of the stories I heard on your show. But does a 50-mile hike justify getting a trail name? Peace. Signed to be named. Skittles, what do you think? I think anybody can get a trail name. Yeah, I I agree. (laughs) I I mean, there are are trail angels who don't hike that have trail names, right? Right. Totally. Yeah, if you want a trail name... um, Get one. Get one. What Man. if your trail name is Death March Bob? We'll talk about that. <laughs> do, do, they, do they want us to give them a trail no, name? No, 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 no. Okay. no. So, was getting excited there. I know, I know. It's fun. We already named Helly, so. 50 Cent. Helly. Helly. 50 Cent. 50 Cent. <laughs> 50 Mile. Half off. I don't know. <laughs> 
Maybe he lost a bunch of weight. That'd be a great trail name. Well, it's fifty percent. I know, I know, but he okay. also lost a ton of weight. I'm saying there's more than yeah. just you know. Yeah. Okay, number two. Glad we cleared that up. Number two. Numero dos. Number two. Dear Trail Show, I listened to the last trail show just yesterday. I'm out on my route about six hours per day, but really only get a few hours of podcasts in a day as I have to pause to focus, etc. You know, do his job. <laughs> I will often save up for just the right day to listen to the trail show. With sometimes new extended shows, I can take it can take me through the entire day of my route, so I often just wait for the right day. But since I'm a power podcaster, I have many showing up, and sometimes the trail show gets pushed down and forgotten. What? But never for too long. The trail show will always be in my top five, possibly three. Wow. Often I have comments and think about writing in, but when a show is a few weeks old, I often don't, but I should. So often things being mentioned somehow pertain to my life, etc. Most recently was that bear spray incident mentioned at an Amazon facility as I've heard the story of lore probably three to four times of some letter carrier bringing bear spray in place of dog spray to work and it going off in the office. We have 30 to 35 people at our dispatch unit and the story goes the entire building had to be evacuated. And I think it maybe did go into into the ventilation. USPS mentions (laughs) the story to us as a lesson not to bring in bear spray as it costs them thousands of dollars to deal with it. Not sure if it happened locally here in Portland or perhaps could be anywhere. Anyway, I thought it was interesting as it is Almost the same scenario as you folks describe. As typical, you folks are always talking about something I feel like I have input on. Always a listener. I'm an official ESL. Every show listener. Peace. Ken. That's K-Mac from Oregon. Oregon, uh, my mom likes to say. He sent that letter in about three months ago. So my apologies that it took us until the April show to read it. It happens. These things happen sometimes. Okay. I also have... Yes. Do you have another letter from the mailbag? Oh, it's I have a, a real, real letter. letter. Wow. Uh, is that paper? Ladies and gentlemen, we have a physical letter in the physical studio letter. tonight. Oh. Physical letter Where's in the, the studio tonight. Where's the ear horn? Come on, this needs bow, some bow, bow. sound effects or something. Okay, this letter is from Patty Matiscala. Patty Matiscala. Matiscala. Hey, Chell Show. Here's a few beers from the Carolinas, north and south, if you will. We will. Courtesy of our recent adventures in the area. By the way, Patty Maniscala is just now starting the Appalachian Trail. (gasps) All right. She's on the trail. She's on the trail. She's on the trail. On the dusty. Call in and let us know. Yeah. yeah. Send us a audio. What's, what's that number again? 720-893-2269. I made sure to include some Palmetto Trail L with a little explanation of why. There's an article here about why you should get on the Palmetto Trail or at least drink a beer. That's so. my home state's I know, only long I know. trail. Nice. Here you go, wow. All right. Do you want me to read this on the show tonight? All four pages, please. Also, I was thinking about offering a suggestion for the perfect trail to feature, and that's certain to entice Cuban hikers to download the podcast. Oh. We've already had one. But I never actually listened to the trail show, so enjoy the label reading and Delo's insanely loud nose breathing. Tonight it was Skittles. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't say that in there. It does not say that in there. 
It, it does not- say enjoy the label reading and Delo's insanely loud nose breathing. It says it right there. Oh, yeah, you're right. It does. <laughs> <laughs> Ink on a page. <laughs> Post Patty Mataskella. P.S. Uh. Thanks for inspiring me to get on the trail. If it weren't for you, I might still be dreaming of a through hike instead of doing it for real this year. Hey, Patty. All right. Patty, this one's for you. so that's it thanks patty for the beer and for the letter and happy hiking muchas gracias all right is that it for mailbag that's it for mailbag did anyone donate any cashola payola to the trail show this uh past month they did and as usual with my incredible record keeping uh, capabilities. There might be some people that I read last month, but I'm going to read them again because I can't keep track. Okay. Okay, so we've got our monthly donors, our donators. Yeah. You okay, Dilo? You doing some uh, Sean? No, I'm, I'm fine. I was some, just I was just cleansing my chakras. Some Sean V. Yoga over there? Yeah, just cleansing my okay, chakras. Okay, we got Bernard. You, you might want to wipe that up. <laughs> 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 okay, we got Bernard Wolf. Wolf. Hey. We got Russ, not fuss, kinder. Kinder. Don't worry. Craig, Pisco, Gully. What a guy. What a guy. <laughs> Chris Smith. Christmas. Christmas. It's madness. Bobby Walters. Lee. 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 Bobby Walters. Bobby Walters. Richard Glasgow. Glasgow. What? 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 Scotland. What now? Scotland. Good luck with that uh, leg, Rich Glasgow. Looks like it's healing up nicely. Uh, Joshua, bow down to Ja Bowden. Bow down, down to Ja! <laughs> Diane Pinkers. Stein. Gerstein. David Vitti. Oh. Hey. Oh. Go ahead. Uh, Justin. Quality. Knowles. Jason Lurch, not Church Dean. Don't go. It's a cult. Anger Jerome. <laughs> 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 Angry Gerard. Vermont. (laughs) Also a cult. (laughs) Vermont. Samuel Emery. School board. board. Clean those nails. (laughs) Rudy from Giuliani. (laughs) (laughs) Wrong coast. Rudy Giuliani from (laughs) GiulianiPodcast.com. Jeffrey Cottonmouth Caldwell. Wait. We also have and Pat the Bouncer Dixon. Steven. Axel. Back yes. on the trail. Back, back on, on the trail. trail. We won't we stop till we get up that hill. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> Steven the Hustler Russell. Hustler. Rustling and hustling. Hustler. Ammon the Brute Bruce. Brute. Trevor. It. Trevor, smoke it if you got it. The ball, man. <laughs> Spark it up. Load it up. Renee Shira Patrick. Shira. 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 She's on, is she doing the CD2 this year? Maybe. Mm, is she? She feels like she's doing something. Anyway. Wesley the Haggis Act Greenwood. <laughs> I need it. I need my haggis. Just <laughs> give it to me. Just give me the haggis. <laughs> 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 Kevin Chickpea Cross and Sasha Honeydew Codette. I know. Chickpeas oh, and Honeydews. Tebow, not Tim Williams. <laughs> Tommy the Meat Popsicle Stevens. 
guys, guys, come on. <laughs> guys. <laughs> Who did that slurping noise? Yeah, what, what happened? What happened? <laughs> Come on, keep it family friendly, people. Maybe with some nice mama beans. <laughs> this is a this is a family friendly show. Okay. Come on, guys. <laughs> okay, Joseph Picararo. Hey. Oh, Picararo. Hey. Is that a type of cheese? It could be. Hey. Thinking of pecorino. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> okay, pecorino. Whoa, whoa guys. Romano. That's guys. right after Tommy the Meat Popsicle. <laughs> got some pecorino. Pecorino guys, would go great on. on some meat. Trust and, then, and then right after that, we have Brandon Lost Balls Lovely. Where'd they go? The water was too cold. <laughs> the water was too cold. There was shrinkage. Oh. Okay, <laughs> Daniel Fundip Sharps. <laughs> Man, these these chunnies are out of control. <laughs> on a roll. Okay, pull together. Shira the Switchblady and Brian the Big McNamara. Hey, that's a good one, that's Big McNamara. I, like <laughs> I know. Yeah, that's good. James the Cajun Spice Myers. So spicy. Sean Weedman. Got any? Uh, you got any of that weed, man? <laughs> Pass it to the uh, left for John. We need to. We need to put that up, but up there with the uh, yeah, the Bowman. 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 Those two need man. to hang out together. Yeah. What would they do? I don't know. <laughs> 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 don't worry, they don't either. <laughs> Patty Cake Matascella. Hey, hey Patty Matascella. Thanks for the beer. Filbert Gilbert. Filbert. Kill <laughs> Bill <Gilbert>. Cottrell. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Orion Bakken Borgia. I wonder if Kill Bill Cottrell knows Death March Bob. Oh, those two need to hang out, too. Yeah, yeah. we'll yeah. talk about that. We'll Hannah about Dykstra. Anybody got anything there? Nope. I'm just wondering how, the, how that last name is actually pronounced. It, I've asked her before. Yeah. Dykstra. It's Dykstra. I've it's like Lenny like Dykstra. Dykstra. Yeah. Yeah. I, I grew Come up on. with a, a young uh, woman named Dykstra. Yeah. yeah. That was her first name? <laughs> I wonder what wow. the origin of that is. Guys. <laughs> <No>. Come on. <laughs> okay. Come on. Steven swept away, but last trail shall you all call me Robin, so I'm going with that from now on. Hood. <laughs> okay. That's a long show. Uh, yeah, it is. Anthony Peach one. Pits. Hey. Bob McDonald's McCullough. Is that Death March Bob? No. No. Okay. Dayton Cohen. Dayton. Jason Mansfield. Not to be confused with Woman's Field. Tawny Big Gun Smith. Big Gun. Oh, my. Ja Amaya <laughs> Bessie Alexander. <laughs> ja Amaya! <laughs> ja. Ja Amaya. That's fantastic. I know, right? Ja Amaya. Ma- Manta Ray Fitch. Wait, what? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Are you just making these up? <laughs> is, is his first name Manta yep. and his true name's Ray? No, that's his middle name. <laughs> I, think, I think it's I true. Think his I think his name is Ray That whole Fitch. thing yeah, is actually is Ray. <laughs> That whole thing's got to be a... Uh, it's a fabrication, man. I don't, I don't There's no it. truth to it. Mark Weatherington Jr. the Third Esquire. And I suppose hey, that Mark. guy's not a not a meteorologist, <laughs> is what you're going to tell me now. Daniel hugely, hey, huge. Dan. It was huge. Uh, David the Magician Merlin. 
poof and it's gone. Merlon. Wolfie and Sprite Kitty Kitty. Wolfie. <laughs> Sprite. Those are the names I was sent. Okay. Randy, not Jerry Wood, and Jerry, not Randy Wood. Jerry Wood. <laughs> Brad okay. Fusilini Pulcini. Okay, now Fusilini what? is a type of pasta. Are you, are you making up names no. at this point? No, like, that's Fusilli. That's Fusilli. These are real people, right? It's not Fusilini. Fusilli. Oh, I think you're right. God bless you. Yeah. Uh, Fusilli. Now, are you want to put a Fusilli like, tonight? I bet you if we mind. looked up Fusilini, that's probably a type two. Maybe. Maybe it's like let's, smaller let's Fusilli. I'm going to get on Google. Yeah. Steven Smoot. The boot. <laughs> Robert Death March Trombonely. <laughs> oh, we're going to talk we about. We're going to talk about Death March Bob. Oh, please take a break. I really need to take a break. <laughs> <laughs> Trey French Guinea Pig. <laughs> uh, Craig Mother Tucker. Hey now. <laughs> what did you call me? Social legal. Is that? Can we say that? <laughs> That's the same. It's yeah, mother. Joseph's child name, mother. Craig in parentheses, mother. Yeah. Tucker. Yeah. And Daniel Thompson. All right. Wow. Just regular oh, Daniel, Daniel Thompson. Thompson. Hey, that's a lot of donators. That, 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 that sounds like double the normal. Like I don't know what happened. Maybe it was <laughs> well, episode eighty B that got us the extra <laughs> donations. Yeah. But thanks well, and praise yeah, to all of you. That's starting incredible. with Bob yeah. McDonald's. That was our. Oh, those were our one-offs. What wow. are you doing? Yeah, with maybe, all this we money? Get, maybe we can get maybe we can get Dilo a mic. <laughs> yeah. This one seems Actually, to work. Actually, it's though. working. So yeah, I don't know what the problem was. You know what I'm going to look forward to is when we get some new headphones. Oh, because these things, like after a full taping, like yeah, they make the your ears ones, hurt. Man, yeah, my ears feel like they're just pinned to my head. We got to get these <laughs> these headphones for everybody. Pod and I, unfortunately, uh, we we've, we've got a two pair of good headphones, and they don't hurt. We'll buy some new ones. Yeah, yeah we will. Well, you know, I mean, except for for Dilo, like except for Dilo, Dilo gets nothing. I, I, I brought my headphones I could bring tonight. the ones that I have. <laughs> I brought if my headphones had a, a, a headphone like adapter jack or whatever. Okay. I thought I'd. Need I'm it. just happy to be here. Yeah. <laughs> Aww. Hey, we got to go to break one more time. Our, we'll our, our ears are hurting. We got to. Yeah, just wait till the cauliflower ear starts in after the first year of taping. It's like wrestling. When we come back, we've got media review and we've got ask a hiker with Mike DiLorenzo. Don't go anywhere. Trail Show. Less gear, more beer. Have you ever tried to go hammock camping and suffered from CBS? What's CBS? CBS is cold butt syndrome. Never fear, Sway is here. Sway's founder, Seth Hill, first suffered CBS when he took his hammock and a sleeping bag on a camping trip with some friends. Even in the middle of August in Tennessee, he got a frozen hiney. So Seth sat down and developed the Sway Ira, a fully insulated hammock, that encases you with 800 fill down to keep you warm. With Sway hammocks, you get it all. The insulated hammock, straps, and rainfly. Not only that, it saves you weight. Have you ever added up the weight of taking a sleeping bag, pad, and tent? With Sway, all you have to carry is 3.5 pounds of pure awesomeness. Just think, why would you take a tent, bag, and pad when you can Sway? Get your Sway hammock today at Sway Hammocks. 
com. That's S-W-A-Y-Y hammocks.com. And enter code TRAIL, T-R-A-I-L, all caps, for 20% off your hammock today. Check out Sway Hammocks. They've got some cool stuff. I know we've got a couple hammock fanatics out there in the Trail Show Nation. I, I did some hammock camping yeah, on, you used on to the be. AT. Yeah, um, me too. From the like mid-Atlantic states up to northern Maine, I used a hammock, and it was great. It was so nice. That was when it was hot. I didn't have an insulated hammock. Um, and I know her Odyssey, they've been using hammocks right. for Central America. And um, man, when it's, I mean, this is advertised to be for even cold weather because it has down, but when it's hot out, man, oh, it's so great. They're so nice. Why is it I, so I wish that I could sleep in a hammock, but I, I'm like one of those people that just can't do the, like, I can't physically sleep in one. And I've never actually tried. Well, it's um, nice if you if you yeah. if you can if it works for you. It's yeah. great. I'm if a you go side sleeper, so it's yeah, oh, if, so if you're a side sleeper, it's difficult. I'm a side sleeper too. Okay, but if you go diagonal to the central line, then the hammock is actually flat because right. everyone in most everybody in uh, the Yucatan they sleep in hammocks um, and they don't have like messed up backs and stuff. So. Why is the hammock so great for hot weather? Because you get airflow above and below your body. Oh. And and also for hiking, if you're sleeping in a hammock, you don't have any pressure points. So when you sleep, your whole body is getting your muscles and your joints are getting rested because you're not no pressure points on the ground. Mm-hmm. And it opens up a lot of versatility as far as where you can camp. Yeah. Assuming totally. assuming there's trees. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. That's in, why in the trees it's yeah. amazing cuz yeah. you, you don't, you in, know, I ca- I camped one time over a river. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah, and a ki- when I was kayaking, it flooded and there was really nowhere to camp, so I just like parked it and there was like two or three feet of water set up my hammock between two trees. Yeah, it's yeah. great. Huh. Wow. Yeah. Makes sense in a, a wooded area like the the AT, Eastern US. And and one of the things that I loved about hammock camping too was that <clears throat> I had a different type of hammock, but this one I'm sure is similar that has a rain fly. And so if you're camping and it's pouring down rain, you can tie up the hammock, but it has a a cover so it's waterproof and then you open the fly and then open up the hammock underneath so the hammock stays completely dry as it's raining and you're setting up and then in the morning you can just get out of your hammock do everything you need to do underneath the hammock you know get your breakfast and pack up your bag and then and then you pack it up and then close the rain fly and everything stays dry i will say hammock hammock camping is pretty awesome if you haven't tried it Cool. Check out swayhammocks.com. S-W-A-Y-Y. That's two Y's, Because why wouldn't you? We've got a, <laughs> not really a media review tonight, more of a media mention. Many of you already know about Heather and Nish Anderson's new book called Thirst. And I actually didn't want to do a full media review on it because I don't want, the book is so good. But I, I don't, I don't want to give, I don't want to give it away. You need to just read that book and like, get into that whole experience of what it is to to walk the Pacific Crest Trail in a very, very short amount of time. This is her first book. She's an incredible writer. It was very well edited, very well put together, and I I can't recommend it enough. If you haven't read Thirst, you need to get it right now. And you can get signed copies, I believe, still from Anish's website. That's at anishhikes.wordpress.com. And that's A-N-I-S-H, hikes.wordpress.com. You can also get um, an unsigned copy, an ebook version, or an audiobook version on Amazon. 
and there's probably other places you can get that book. But get your hands on it and give it a read. It's one of the best books I've read in a long time. The other book I'll mention as What's an honorable mention. What's the other mention, book? What is it? Yeah, so it only took me seven years to write another book, but I, as of April 29th, I'll have a new book out called I Hike Again, which is kind of a follow-up to my first book, I Hike, which first book was a book of short stories from Long Trails, uh, thank you, Trauma, for that great slogan. <laughs> That's actually the name of one of Trauma's books. Um, oh. But no, so I Hike Again is more of the same, although instead of focusing just on the Triple Crown trails, which I mostly did in the book one, uh, I Hike Again covers my experience as a 16-year-old in Outward Bound to trails in New Zealand, Spain, Arizona, also Triple Crown trails. It jumps around in place and time over like 25 years of hiking, so... Check it out. I'll have signed copies available on the 29th at <clears throat> ihikethebook.com. And this one has pictures in it. It does. It has pictures and it has um, more pictures. I don't know. It's yeah, it looks great. I, I mean, I, the, I, it just looks fa- fabulous. Uh, I have just got a hand of the copy tonight, so I haven't read it yet, but I'm very excited. To I it. noticed there were a lot of words. <laughs> uh, there are words. The best there, words. Yep. There's, so there's a fair words. amount of words. Hopefully folks enjoy it. Dilo, what it's kind of what do you what do you got there, man? What what kind of it's beer? It's got you a, own? a beautiful dedication to. This is the <laughs> Appalachian Amber Ale from Thomas Creek Brewery. Oh, nice! Sink the status quo, crafted in since 1998 in Greenville, South Carolina. Yeah, American Amber Ale with rich caramel and smoky notes. What brewery? ThomasCreekBrewery.com, 6.8 ABV. Please recycle. Dilo, I was in Greenville on Monday, and somehow I did not find <laughs> Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, look at a poor man. That's like 80% ahead. Hey, I was the end of the... <laughs> oh, my just, God. Just be, be patient. About. You have to uh, be patient. P.O.D.'s face oh, right there. Well, yeah, that was it. <laughs> couldn't you, couldn't you um, tell? I was kind of excited. That has right, some Dila. nice caramely notes on it. It's time for Ask a Hiker. Body Mas- oh, my God. Body okay? Mas- Kelly. What? I thought you were going to break the chair. <laughs> Why? Why would you think such a thing? What, what you got any questions for Ask a Hiker? Is this Ask a, a Meteor Review? What is this? What yes. is this? Ask a D-Lo a question. Ask a D-Lo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so not Ask a Hiker. <laughs> okay. Tonight we're doing Ask a Hiker with D-Lo. Not just any D-Lo, but just the yeah. Lorax D-Lo. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a reminder. Note to self. Trim the eyebrows before the next they're, trail They're looking show. a little more under control today. <laughs> Trim the eyebrows time. before the next trail show. Okay. Question number one. Hey, trail show. My hiking partner and I are planning a five-day backpacking trip in the Front Range area this August, and we were wondering if you could give us some suggestions. Thought we have never, though we have never hiked out west, we have spent our entire collective years on this planet tromping through the overgrowth of West Virginia, sectioning hiking the AT Trail, and our experienced backcountry ramblers. We are looking for something challenging and at high. The Delo's ears just perk up elevation. Having never spent any time in an alpine area, that is my main goal. Alpine views, dewy metals. Those big holes filled with water, and hopefully not of other, not a lot of other people ruining our peace after driving 24 hours to get there. 
Any suggestions would be amazing because I have no idea where to start looking and don't want to end up on a trail with half of the Denver population. Hmm. I love the show and look forward to it every month to keep me occupied as I drive my delivery van through the mountains of West Virginia's coal country, slapping every mouthful of tobacco I see and wishing I was on foot instead of behind the wheel. Much love, Dirt Fiddle. Dirt Fiddle. Dirt Fiddle. Dirt Fiddle. fiddle. Well, Dirt Fiddle, I'd say if you uh, want to avoid the crowds, you should avoid the Indian Peaks. Because even during the weekdays, the Indian Peaks can be a little bit crowded. The backside of the Indian Peaks can be less crowded than the front side, meaning the west side of the divide. If you're looking for no crowds, I would say go up to the front range outside of Fort Collins, an hour or so outside of Fort Collins, Cameron Pass area. Especially during the week, I don't think that place is very crowded. Hmm. And there are some fun off-trail loops that you can piece together if you look at the maps. There, Nothing up there is too, uh, too frightening versus, you know, terrain-wise, whereas in the Indian Peaks, it can get a little frightening if you start to get up on the ridges. They get a little steep and sheer. And steep and deep. Do they have to stay in the front range? Uh, not necessarily, but it sounds like they're driving from, I don't even know where, West, West Virginia? Virginia? Yeah, so they're driving from West Virginia straight I mean, you don't have to stay in the front range, but... Did they specify a time of year? Sorry. I was looking at your eyebrows. Uh, Let me tell you some place that you won't, if you're willing to make a little bit more effort, a place that you likely won't see very many people all, no matter what trail you pick, is the Sangres. Yep, the Sangres, definitely. And you can lake bag all summer long out there. And the Sangres isn't that much further out of the way than the the front range. So uh, as far as like... They wanted like high alpine, Sangres. you know, above above oh, treeline kind of stuff. Uh, you could do you could do like that segment from uh, like where the Blanca Group is. Mm-hmm. Um, you gain the ridge line there, and it's just beautiful, wide, you know, ridge all the way to a lot uh, of great the, sand dunes. A lot of the ridge in the Sangres is actually, you know, class two walking. Yeah. Uh, now I would say southern Sangres. If you try to do the northern Sangres, yeah, the, yeah, you, you get, get your north. Ass uh, you, you get north you, like of I that do. pass. Uh, Hayden Pass? Yeah, north yeah. of Hayden Pass, forget about it. But um, south of Hayden Pass, things are pretty mellow. Uh, you do have there's, to watch out for thunderstorms. There's some scrambling spots. You've got to know what you're doing. Yeah. You know, another thing they might want to look into is uh, the Gore Range Trail. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's That's like a up little there. more popular, though, right? I was. I kind of wanted yeah, to avoid so. any specific trails yeah. and just kind of focus on areas. Because okay, the, got the one. thing about like this type of stuff is that you want to do a little. You want to have some fun yourself and look at maps and things like that. So know? Gore Range Trail is fun, but it's not five day backpacking, right? Mm, I mean, no, you could. Yeah, it's it's fairly long. I mean. I, I would submit west of Fort Collins area, the Raywa Wilderness, mm-hmm. so yeah. R-A-W-A-H. Yep. Yeah, you're going to get above treeline fast. It's not super crowded at the moment. Although, I, w- I don't know what... Do we know what month they're going to be out there? It's full of snow right now. Like, oh, yeah, you have you to be, be ca- out there right conscious now. of the snowpack, especially yeah. this year when the snow uh, snowpack is very high. It's about 150% of normal, yeah. like statewide on average right about now. So... If you try to get up into the mountains on July 4th this year, it's going to be you're going to be post holing real deep into some rotten snow come come high noon. So yeah, but you know if you come out two weeks later, those same trails could be bone dry. True. So keep an eye on the snowpack. All, All right. right, I think we have more questions here. Let me boot up my electronic device because I got no paper. All right, question number two. The following questions are from our first recurring Ask a Hiker Inquirer. Yes. 
Death Bob Trumbly, aka Death March Bob, also known as DMT or the God Molecule. Bob's questions will be answering for the next two months. Does anybody know why I just called Bob the God yes, Molecule? Yes, yes. yes, good. I'm glad you are in DMT, touch with baby. the hallucinogens. Yes, that's lovely. Okay. Uh, does anybody know why DMT is called the God Molecule? Yes. Dilo, can you answer the uh, read the question? <laughs> you supposed Please. to this, this answer is a, questions, this is, not this ask is them. Hiker, ask hikers yeah, a question. Just listen to Joe, any Joe Rogan episode to get info oh, on DMT. He ta- he's into <laughs> D- Joe Rogan's into yeah, DMT. All okay, all right, cool. I was going to listen to the Joe Rogan episode with Mike Tyson next. Dilo, the oh, question, it's please. Phenomenal. I, yeah. Question, please. Yeah, yeah, okay. If you too would like to be featured as a recurring Ask a Hiker inquirer, please email. Sales at the trail show. dot com and inquire about our monthly payment plan. Again, Disco, that email address is Sales at the Trail Show. That's right. We're offering a new program to our Trail Show listeners. You too can pay us money to be a recurring Ask a Hiker inquirer. And now on to the questions from our first inquirer, Bob Death March Trumbly. <laughs> what was that? I don't know. Some Dear DMT. Trail Show. Yes. Yeah, right. We are that DMT is kicking in now, isn't it, everybody? Woo! All right. Dear Trail Show, a couple of thoughts for you guys that I have held on to over the years. And I also wanted some advice. What would happen? Question number one. What would happen if we replace beer with liquor on the trail show? Can we try this just once? No. It's been a while since we've had a really intoxicated Delo on the program. A plastered guest would also suffice. Something, something that goes off the rails is always entertaining. I also think Salty needs a three-drink minimum instituted. <laughs> well, the problem is that we always have beer, and Salty cannot have gluten. So, so that's your solution. So, yeah, liquor, uh, if you want to uh, sell, liquor, if you want to send uh, any ciders. gluten-free ciders or gluten-free beers, wine coolers, um, is it vodka? Then, then it'll be easier for <laughs> yes. for Salty to drink a yes. little bit more on the show. Uh, if you want to do an all liquor trail show, um, I can't promise for anybody else, but if you send some good scotch, I'll drink that. That's all you, Spesh. Some scotch and, and like really good health insurance for all of us. <laughs> Before <laughs> maybe yeah. life insurance, I don't know. Life insurance. Both. We'll Question both. number two from our first monthly recurring trail show inquirer, Bob Trumbly. DMB, T, DMT, God molecule. What's the difference between a peak, a mountain, and a knob? Is it just an arbitrary decision, or is a knob actually a little more abrupt and strenuous than a mountain or peak? I experienced epic defeat on the AT and the Smokies one summer due to dehydration. It was on Cold Spring Knob. I still shudder at the name. Uh, the trail was straight up to the top. No switchbacks. I was out of commission for hours, and now I have a no- healthy knob phobia, or at least a knob prehension ever since. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's our question, our two questions this month from Death March Bob, DMT, aka the God Molecule, aka Purple Jesus Lucifer. <laughs> so, I, I don't know about knobs specifically, <laughs> but a lot of mountains will have multiple peaks on them. I think that's where knob comes in, right? Well, I mean, I think knob is a little bit more specifically describing, like, the shape of the feature. Really? 
I mean, um, McAfee knob is like a ledge. Yeah, it's like a ledge. What's Dude, why it, do they call it McAfee yeah. knob? It, it's that might mis- also be like more like a regional. Or, it's regional, or, man. Yeah. Okay, it absolutely is regional. Like uh, only on the, I feel like only in the Appalachians and uh, East Coast. Do you, yeah, do you? I mean, there's no knobs in Colorado or. The, I'm sure there's a knob here. Come on. There's definitely a knob. Ooh, is there the, a knob in Colorado yeah, Trail Show be. listeners? Yeah, there's got to be. Call the Trail Show <laughs> at seven two zero eight nine three two two six nine and let us know. <laughs> let us know what the the highest knob in the state of Colorado is, and we will read your answer on next month's trail. Well, show. I mean, there's there's a town called Knob Hill. Yeah, here in Colorado. Yeah, I know that there's a knob. I bet you there's a knob not far from here. Hmm. The internet's are is telling me that it's a prominent rounded hill or top. See, that's what I would think. Yeah. A knob is kind of like a protrusion mm-hmm. from the mountain. So the mountain is the big... A protuberance, yes, if you will. Yes, the mountain is the thing, and the knob is the thing that protrudes from the mountain. And the peak is just really kind of synonymous with mountain, right? It could be a peak. Right. It could be the Indian peaks, which is just the Indian mountains. So peak is synonymous with mountain, but knob is a protrusion from said mountain. It's like well, a but cliff. I, I don't think that peak and, and, and mountain are synonymous. Oh, because a, a mountain can, a mountain can have multiple peaks That's on or it. no peaks. So, for instance, like table mountain, you know, uh, have like you got point. like Mount Rainier, right? It's got it's got <laughs> like a few different um, like peaks, yeah. like uh, at the summit. Ooh. So yeah, I don't I don't think that that uh, that they're truly synonymous. I think that I, I think, think I think it's one of those deals where like all. Peaks are mountains, but not all mountains are have peaks. peaks. Like Table Mountain, it doesn't have a peak. What about Glacier Peak? I don't know where that is. It's I, actually I, I do in the wilderness that I work in. Glacier is there a Glacier Peak? Yeah, and that's a big mountain. Why do they call it Glacier Peak? Is it one peak on a bigger mountain? I think the peak like, usually refers to the the very top of the. Yeah, Glacier the Peaks is like saying no, but Glacier the Indian peak Peaks is in the yes, in there Washington. is one mountain. It is a mountain that's named Glacier peak. A peak. Maybe there's <laughs> no rhyme or reason to it. Maybe but it's just often mountains names. have like a south peak and a north peak. There's like multiple peaks. Yeah, so, so that's kind of like yeah, that's that's kind of where the peak phenomena comes in, isn't it? But don't peak at a knob. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Especially at a public restroom. <laughs> ain't been born. <laughs> and his mama's already dead. I ain't running from nothing. I'm, I don't know how that got played. What, <laughs> All right. what just happened? d did we answer questions? Whack the don't. tubes. I got one more question. One more question. This is a real question. This is not a paid sponsored question like uh, Death, Death March Bob. Bob's. Okay. DMT, the God Molecule. Purple Jesus, <laughs> Lucifer. Where did that come from? I don't know. Not me. Question number three. Dear Trail Show, my biggest challenge to enjoying backpacking is getting a restful night's sleep on the trail. It seems that no matter how far I trudge up godforsakenly steep hills, knobs, and mountains, (laughs) with 30 pounds on my back, and how little sleep I got the night before, I cannot get a restful night's sleep. Sometimes I fall asleep right away, but wake up a few hours later, unable to return to sleep. My problem is mostly related to comfort. I am a side sleeper with a lanky physique, and I usually get pain in my hips when sleeping on a sleeping pad. I have purchased a sleeping pad recommended for side sleepers. I have taken sleeping pills. I have tried Delo's nap-inducing herbal remedies, all (laughs) to no avail. I have no trouble falling asleep off trail. 
I realize the obvious answer to this conundrum is get a hammock. Uh, okay, I didn't know what you were going for. <laughs> uh, but I don't want to do that. Can the trail show recommend anything to my sleep time to make me more comfortable? Mm. What? And Dan, this is from Dan T., who is from Albany, New York. Where? Does anybody know the significance of Albany, yes, New York? Yes, it's where D'Lo came from. That's right. That's where I was born. P.S. And the devil. I love your show. But what uh, I love it more, even if we're longer uh, and featured more yeah. sound effects. <laughs> I, I do have a recommendation for Dan T, but because I, I don't want to give free. I'm going to email Dan offline, off air, and I'm going to recommend a very specific sleeping pad that I, too. Is it inflatable? It's inflatable. I'm a lanky side sleeper myself. What does that mean, lanky? It means that you are not a man of larger carriage. I'm also a side sleeper, but I'm not very lanky. But I'm going to recommend a sleeping pad to him. So you have some girth? I do (laughs) have some girth. (laughs) That has changed everything for me, D'Lo. Oh, yeah? It's changed everything for me. So it's an inflatable thing. Yep, and okay. I've actually slept seven hours straight on this thing without waking up once. Hmm. Like that—that that never happened to me in the old days. Using the the most popular sleeping pad that everyone knows about that will go unmentioned, um, the Neo Air uh, during this trail show taping. But I'm telling you, I found the one, and I'm going to send Dan an email, and I'm going to I'm going to point him in the right direction. Send me a CC me on that email too, <laughs> because I actually have this problem when I go backpacking. Really. I'm, I'm uh, curious as well. I, I sleep very yeah. fitfully. I don't want to give free uh, a but free ad is, for the company the that makes is, it. You know what I'm saying? Like, that company is never going to sponsor a show. They so. might. Okay. They might, but and if they, they do, if yet. they do, they should know that I could probably test out their uh, their products and see if after it a long sleep. day of gardening. Or yeah. no, I mean, I'll just I'll take it on my, one of my 24 hour backpacking trips because I oh. don't sleep well on those. It's like I just kind of wake up like. Every hour, I'm like, huh? Wake up every hour. I don't yeah. sleep through the night on the trail at all. Yeah, I don't really feel tired. I, I feel like I get enough sleep, but it's like I wake up all the time. You need more herbal remedies. Man. Uh, herbal remedies don't help me sleep. Actually, what? he just he just needs to walk twice as far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. could be. Yeah, could this be. is you're <laughs> not tired enough. That's yeah. the problem. Yeah. So non-product specific, I would say, look for softer ground too. Yeah, yes. you have a softer yes. bed. Pine it helps needles, me a lot. If underneath you have an the tree. Yeah, this is a guy who, who sleeps on a like sixteenth of an inch foam pad. Yeah, uh, so if I find knows. sand or pine needles or but something you, a little softer. But he also slept on a concrete platform. I once. have done that too. Yeah, yeah that's not always <laughs> forgiving. But no, it's yeah. much. Honestly, I think a lot of times uh, flat is not actually the best place to. I like to sleep at a little bit of a slope. A little yeah. bit of a slope. Where uh, I'm also feet. a fan of since I am feet lower than a head. side sleeper. Wait, wait, wait. Um, somewhere. That's got like a little bit of a divot for the hip. Oh, yeah. Yeah. butt divot. Butt divot. Hashtag yeah. butt divot. But it has to fit right because if you have the wrong divot, it oh, it's worse. horrible. Where <laughs> should the feet be, below or above? The well, head? I sleep with my head above my feet, but then I'll have my feet raised just a little bit, like on top of my bag or something. Mm-hmm. But so they're higher than my midsection, but they're not higher than my head. I think so. I think Ray Jardine wrote back in the day to he sleep did. with your yeah. feet a little. That's bit how snorkel sleeps. Yeah. Just so that the blood, because you've been walking on them all day. They need a rest. Yeah. The blood shouldn't be pooling it, in them. If there's yeah. an, in, if I'm sleeping on any type of an incline, I have to have feet up. Feet up, yeah. Hmm. Another idea is if you're on your side, if you put something between your knees, it'll yes. keep your yes. hip, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. your hip, uh, um, from yeah. like kind of put your clothing at a weird angle. Put something so yeah. that can help. A yeah. raincoat or something. Yeah. As a side sleeper, you gotta have something 
between your legs. It also keeps yeah. your body but in the, alignment. The Neo yeah. Air is not the panacea. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not hmm. going to say anything about that pad. I've never actually <laughs> used one. <laughs> I, I used a Neo Air to float down a river for about well, 100 feet. Did once. it work? Yeah, I did put my backpack well, on and swam next I to I will it. say something about generically about those sleeping pads, and that is that um, some of the pads, the baffles run perpendicular to your body, which yeah. makes it difficult to sleep. And mm. with some of the pads, they run parallel to your body or have a waffle pattern. Hmm. And so mm. if you look for the ones that are parallel to you, the, your spine or have a waffle pattern, Interesting. they are more comfortable to sleep on. And I, and I would point side sleepers in particular to waffle pattern sleeping pads. Yes. Hmm. But I'm not recommending any specific brand right now. Not on air. So I, I have backpacking. I use a... You know, Z Rest, right? Oh so God! Oh, Dila, yeah. what are you doing? That's what Come I on. use. Oh man! Because, uh, 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 but then, like, I have yeah. I have a Neo Air, but I only use it for car camping, right? Am I doing this all wrong? You mean to get rid of Dila. both of those things? Have you never hiked a trail before? What are you I doing, man? This is uh, I can't. I, I don't hike the trails, man. I just talk about the trails. You just man. walk roads. <laughs> I don't That's, know. Yeah, I heard I just, you just like, walk, walk roads. roads, and I stay in like homestays, Home Depot stuff. aisles. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I, I hike the trails. What I don't really. You hike the urban jungle, I, man. Yeah, I hike the urban jungle. Dilo actually I has the. Uh, I don't. Really he's got the FKT for the for every aisle in Home Depot. Yo. Oh, oh yeah! We're coming in for the what? clothes, people. What about the tent stake? That's what this is. It. Let's oh, rock out. Yeah. Wait, I got a tent stake there. Uh, 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 uh. All right. <laughs> do we have an alternate <laughs> review for a tent stake this month? I, I do. What do you Smash. got, man? What do you got? Uh, garden trowel. What? Oh. Garden trowel. Too big. Yeah. What do you mean? Too uh, wide. So like, no, it's good for uh, for like things that have. Uh, like sort of a deeper root or whatever. Um, I've been using a, uh, a, a V-shaped... Uh, is, is this for reals? <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. I didn't know. <laughs> I've when, been when using... <laughs> when you're setting up your garden next to your tent. Yeah, no, I've, I've been... Because we've been getting the garden going at the house. And yeah? Like I've been building a geodesic dome greenhouse and a bunch of crap, so... But yeah, I've been using a, a tent stake a little bit for uh, for doing some of the. What would Max say about this right now? <laughs> I think he's he just trying to complete, compete with he D'Lo here in the backyard. He'd say, uh, go suck yeah. eggs and construction. <laughs> no, I could never compete with D'Lo. <laughs> All right, there you heard it first. Wait, wait, wait. I don't know. Pack no. out your wait, it's truly ultralight. All you have to bring is no. seeds and oh, a tent stake, and you can grow your own garden next wait, to you for food. There are two uses for this garden trowel. <laughs> <laughs> two uses. It's dual use. You can use it for two things. Wait, is that what, what dual <laughs> use means? <laughs> what, what's this yes. other use? You could use it to dig your cat holes. I think we've discussed I that. Believe, but, I, but it's a tent stake that could use to dig your cat holes. How phenomenal is that? You would go before you got the hole dug. <laughs> yeah. But you could dig a hole with your tent stake, man. It's like... I mean, if you poop like a rabbit. You could. I, no, but you your could. tent stake is a garden trowel, so it's big. You could dig a big hole. No, no, uh, no, I no! I wasn't no, saying the other way. I was saying the other way that you can use a tent stake as a garden trowel. No, not no, a garden no, trowel as a tent stake. You can't do that. You need to bring the trowel, the trowel with you on the trail. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, okay. I, I, no, I, I think I we're know. done. I, okay, I'm coming in for the clothes. No, that was very helpful. No, this is all wrong. Oh yeah, this is my, all 
wrong. Dilo, my potty trowel already doubles as my garden trowel when I'm Guys, on it. Guys, this trail show thing is all backwards. Folks, it should be the show trail. You know what? I think we should scrap this whole trail show idea and start up an economics podcast instead. That's a great idea. <laughs> Folks, we got a new outro music. Ooh, I this like is it. Vesuvian from the Volcanics off their album Stompin' Garage. No, nice. no more crappy ringtones, man. We got some we got some rock and roll, baby. Thanks to everyone for tuning in today. Big thanks goes to Skittles for guesting yeah, today Skits. and talking to us about his hike in Costa Rica. Muchas gracias, Skittles. De nada. Big thanks goes to Kendra Ramos for speaking on her work with the Washington Trails Association. And big thanks for tonight's beer. Goes also to one Skittles and Patty Masekela. Patty Mataskela. Hey, Patty Mataskela. Muchos gracias. Thanks and praise to all our monthly PayPal donors. Get yourself a Trail Show bottle opener and some stickers for a $15 or more donation at thetrailshow.com. Music on tonight's Trail Show was by Burt Rocket. They're a surf band out of Norway. Uh, the songs you heard were off their album called Fiberglass Frenzy, which you can get at DoubleCrownRecords.com. Tonight's trail show was sponsored by Visit Spearfish. Spearfish. Spearfish? What is Spearfish? I'll tell you. Spearfish is this hidden gem located in the southwest corner of South Dakota. This place is an absolute paradise for anyone who enjoys the outdoors. I suggest starting your adventure in Spearfish Canyon. Imagine thousand-foot-tall rock faces, the smell of pine and wild sage, and the sound of roaring waterfalls. That's Spearfish Canyon. Hikers should also make time for Crow Peak. You'll scale up 1,500 feet before being treated to crazy beautiful views of the Black Hills. Trust me, folks, Spearfish is where you'll find your best adventure yet. Request your copy of the Spearfish Adventure Guide at visitspearfish.com. You can always find us at thetrailshow.com, on Twitter at Trail Show, and on Instagram and Facebook at The Trail Show. We're also on the Stitcher app, Apple Podcast app, Google Play, and of course on iTunes. And you can call us, 720-893-2269. Excellent. Another Trail Show has come and gone, but don't fret. We'll see you in May with more beers, trails, and nonsense. Until then. For the Princes of Darkness, D'Lo, Special 41, Triple O, and Skittles, I'm Disco. Ciao. Special, you got that whole Yay. thing all wrong, man. You can't use a tent Seven, stick two, as, a, zero. as a garden trowel. You <laughs> oh, man, it works garden right. trowel. Yeah, yeah, it's tent stick. Get down all the way to the <laughs> garden trowel. Tent stick. Right out. Garden trowel. Garden trowel. Garden trowel. You need a towel when you're in the garden, man. You're going to work a tent stick. When you're in the garden, you need a towel, man. Not a trowel. You need a towel. Don't forget. Wait, I was supposed to be gardening the garden towel this whole time? Yes. No wonder. I've been overdressed. Thanks also to Maya Gonzalez Berry for downloading and listening to a trail show episode in Cuba. Cuba. See, I told you we'd get Viva Cuba. Cuba. (laughs) No thanks to you. (laughs) Oh. It's held together by the spirit. First of all, I got beaten by a dog. I wonder if Kill Bill Cottrell knows Death March Bob. 
<laughs> it doesn't it doesn't say that in there. It does not say that in there. It does, it does not... say enjoy the label reading and Delo's insanely loud nose breathing. It says it right there. Oh yeah, you're right, it does. <laughs> <laughs>